Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Dudes Brews and Jams, Brews and Dudes. Tunes, Dudes and Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. I don't know. I'm your boy Lloyd Lee and this is my buddy Tunan. Tunan Boo. What's going on, people? Uh wow. Uh, it's been it's been like three weeks since we hung out last, right? Something like that. I don't think anyone will notice it'll be on their playlist. It'll be <laughs> fine. But uh, how you been, bro? I've been good, you know, just keeping pretty quiet. Um, summer's out. Summer's out. Again. School's out for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> School's out forever. Uh, you getting sun? A little bit. Not much. You know what I mean? You know what's funny is that, like, I wear a hat all the time. I don't think people realize, like, I've got no hair underneath uh, this hat. And, like, I have to be a lot more sensitive about it. Sun, sun, sun lotion, uh, SPF, right, like right. 50. But it's so funny because like, um, I didn't start shaving my head until like, I want to say five, six years ago. Okay. Right. 25. Okay. You're like, fuck 25. It. Yeah. I was kind of like, uh, my hair's getting a little, I can still grow hair. I just mm-hmm. choose not to. And, um, given my profession, it's better that I look a little older. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I work in finances, but just in my field, it's better to look a little older. So then I just kind of went full commitment into it. And I think that be bald is like a timeless look. So when, right. you, when you take photos, you know, play guitar, it's like, oh, it could have been last week or it could have been like five years ago. Right. It looks the same. <laughs> well, and it's it's really funny because I remember um, I was living in Virginia Beach still at the time. Mm. And I think I just shaved my head. And um, I think my, my friends a few days later were like, we're going to the beach. You want to go? And it was around this time. It was like June. Where in Virginia Beach in June, the beginning of June, you might feel a little warmth, but the water isn't really hidden. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as like, you know, it's the cold. water still needs to warm up. Yeah. Um, but what ended up happening was it was super hot this day. I'm out there playing football, you know, going uh, skimboarding, trying to surf. I'm really bad at surfing. Like to eight hours out. The we were out for a while. And I remember, I mean, we started at like, I want to say 10 o'clock and then it was later in the afternoon um i was like you know i'm gonna call it a day i want to say like five o'clock went home went to shower and i was i remember going home and showering and thinking man um do i have dandruff did i have dandruff before i shaved my head or something you were already peeling and i was just thinking like huh all right whatever but if you looked at my arms and everything else like i wasn't okay i wasn't peeling you know it was it really it, it was hot but it wasn't like super hot that day right but because, you know, well, the top even, of my head, I've never seen a light of day before. And it's even worse when right. it's like overcast. Like when it's overcast, it just makes oh, it even man. that much worse. And I remember I was like getting out of the shower and drying up and everything and then walking out of the bathroom. It wasn't until I walked out of the bathroom where the flakes kept coming. I was like, oh, shit, I'm sunburned on top of my head. Were you sunburned? Were you just burned basically your hairline? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but like the thing was like, it, but the thing was it didn't hurt. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It didn't hurt. It was just peeling. Um, and, and so like, well, you know, it's bad when it's peeling the same day. Right. You know, you fucked up. Like it was, like yeah, yeah. I think it got to settle in because you got to think like it's trying to cool off. Right. You know, me and my friends afterwards, we we went and we got food and everything. It wasn't like, oh, I went home straight away and took a shower. Mm-hmm. So it got some time to soak in a little bit. I, I shaved my head for two years because I thought I was going bald. And I kind of am. Like, the point, like, my hairline's getting messed up. No, you're not. That's it, just age. I see. Yeah, it, it, you're, you're right. It, but it's it's one of those things where uh, 
it, you, you kind of go crazy a little bit. Uh, shout out, this is, oh, so, sorry, you're dripping. Oh, 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 oh sorry about that. No, you're okay. It's fine, it's brown. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll snap it. Uh, shout out to uh, Astro Lab, uh, the brewery right around the corner from us out in Silver Spring. It's been there for about a year. Uh, Tunan always makes fun of my beer choices because I like to go simple. I like to go cheap. Uh, not like Natty Ice cheap, but I like to go. Man, you know, if I go cheap, I, I stick with the local here and I do the Natty Bow. I love natty me some Natty Bow. I like Yingling. Yingling is as, it, it's pretty local. It is. I, I mean, think well, you, it's the oldest American beer, right? Right. But if you can get like any beer that's like under $8 a six pack, I feel like that's local. But listen, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, local prices. But the thing is, it's like, I actually love, um, I, I love Yingling. I love like drinking, like, I guess by today's standards, a lower grade beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think dollar for dollar. Sam, if you can't get Sam Adams affordable, you go yeah. Yingling and you're getting uh, just as good, if not better product. I, I get my go-to beer if like I don't know what to pick is still Miller. I, I'm I'm a high life guy. Yeah. If, oh. If they got high life, I'm a huge fan. See, like when I was in college, the cheapest beer to get was actually Miller High Life. Yeah. But you could get a the place at uh, the grocery store back home, and I think they've upped the price since you know my days in college. But you could get a 12 pack for six dollars. So that's my kind of party. So, so we used to get hammered off some high life cans or bottles. They like they only sold it in bottles at this place. Uh, see now, if you come in with cans, we can't be friends. But bottles, bottles make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them in cans, but right. I, I'll definitely say like this place. The first time I saw it in a can, it blew my mind. I was like, "What is?" Yeah, that? I was like, "Antichrist, get the <laughs> shit out of here. That's fucking garbage." Uh, but yeah, so uh, Astrolab, this is uh, the Coco uh, Coco Cowabunga. Cowabunga. It's a it's a oh. chocolate milk stout. So cow, cow, yeah, I like it. This is good. This Cheers. is tasty. Cheers. It's a no zombie date, but uh, it's pretty good. That's what we had last time. So shout out to Astro Lab. They don't have growlers. They just got big old thirty two ounce cans. Yeah, they call growlers. Oh, is that the word? Yeah, when they can it. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's just, I feel like a child. Like, I feel like I'm a kid holding my dad's beard. Just, <laughs> I got small hand syndrome. It's not bad, but it's local. It's literally right around the corner here in Silver Spring. And I've been dying to check it out. So it's not bad. And then we got another, if we go through this one, we got another one, different, uh, different stout altogether. So awesome. Um, besides that, any plans for the summer? Yeah. So um, I guess the reason why I've been, Keeping quiet for the most part is because um, I, I got involved in uh, the Vietnamese community here. So we're planning for Viet Fest. Well, I should say we're planning. We're, we're just tying loose ends at this point. But Viet Fest is awesome. Um, when is it? August 10th uh, and 11th. Out in like Tyson's? Tyson's area. Okay. Right like right where the mall is on the outdoor patio area. Or I shouldn't say patio. It's like that huge outdoor spot where Shake Shack and... Starbucks. Oh, right outside the mall. Like right. basically, it, okay, so it's tight. On the second floor of the mall, you can walk right out there. It's, it's awesome. It's a dope mall too. Yeah, um, event's really cool. They got pageants and stuff. They got a male pageant that I participated in two years ago. Okay, and you, you came second place. I got runner up, yeah, yeah, It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm actually helping with the planning aspect of the, the male pageant again. You know, I had such a good time, why not? Yeah. Pay it forward, right? 
I think um, that's what the community needs, especially when it's open to different ethnicities. It's like it's very sure. inclusive. I, I think that that's a that's a great pageant. Um, dope chicks will be there too. Yes. And um, and those alias. Man, let me tell you. Um, the, the, the Vietnamese dress, the right, alias. Right. I um, my first girlfriend out here, I met through the, the pageant thing. So oh. so I'm saying like first you know, white <laughs> first white chicken alias you've ever seen in your life. You're like we're married. We go together. Um, so if you uh, yeah, for fellas who are awkward and. Don't mind being shameless as far as being on stage and everything, and I recommend it. But even if you're not awkward and you want to just kind of um, put yourself out there on a platform, I, I think it's a really good place. But uh, also, uh, the, the female audience, yep. if you're looking to participate in anything, it's good. It's a good step. It's a good part. It's a good stepping stone to be part of the community. Part of the community and just teach you about public speaking, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I do for a living. <laughs> so sure, yeah, that's uh, is it. Is it a free event to go and participate? It's free. They even have a talent portion uh, where you can win a G, I think. Damn. If you would get first, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very inclusive of everybody. There's something for everybody there. I'm going to go out there and tell dick jokes. Just family-friendly friend, family <laughs> friendly dick jokes. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, so, uh, tell me again. When is that? August 10th and 11th, uh, Tyson's. I will be just getting back from Southeast Asia hey. on the the, the seventh, so okay. I, might, I might be there. If you're not jet lagged, right? That yeah. jet lagged is serious. Fuck. And I think that night I'm supposed to be featuring or opening for uh, Augie T at the DC Comedy Loft, the oh, 10th man. and the 11th. Yeah. But I don't know, I haven't seen a contract. Verbal <laughs> hey, agreements. Well, I don't know how the comedy is, but I know like in music and uh, that's an entertainment, you used to sometimes you wouldn't see a contract until the week before. It's like, all right, let's go. Well, you know, with comedy, it's like if it's under X amount of dollars and it's not a lot, it's like, if it's like under a hundred bucks, like I'll show up if I don't, that's fine. But yeah. anything more than a hundred bucks, like I should probably see a contract on this um, yeah. because people will skate on you. Like a hundred bucks. I mean, like I've lost working relationships because they refuse to pay me like 75, hundred bucks. Wow. And you just sit there and go, come on. Am I taking a layaway? Like, yeah. how about this? You give me 75 now, and then every week you give me like $5. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sad. So anything above, like, I think, I think my threshold, like anything above 250 bucks, like, I need a contract. Yeah. And if not, you know, if it's like over a thousand bucks, I want, I want uh, at least half of it up front. Of course. Yeah. 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 Wait, did you just, uh, I saw a post of, you in New York or something? Did yeah, you... I was just in New York. Uh, actually, I was just in, not, I was passing through New York. I was just in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh. Yeah, doing a show out there and hanging out with some friends. Newport, I've never been to Newport. Newport was so dope. It really? was like, I grew up in little seacoast, New right. England towns. And this was probably by far the dopest looking, dopest feeling, cleanest, wow. well put together. Uh expensive like i can't imagine it costs you five bucks just to drive over the bridge to get onto the island right so i can't imagine you know price out there but we saw they, a cover they don't want legit poor people out there yeah like that's not that's not a toll that's not, <laughs> it's a cover charge <laughs> <laughs> sir i need sir could you afford to be here it's five dollars just to be here uh, yeah so I, I would definitely go back but uh, i'm getting to the point in my life where like a seven hour drive is kind of tough oh yeah definitely yeah, like sciatica, just like my, like, I literally have to put it in cruise control, just like stretch out my leg. Like, it, yeah. it's, my body's falling apart, not in a good way. I, I remember 
right after I turned 30. Well, I'm 30 now, but the two days after I turned 30, I had like the biggest zit on like the side. It wasn't a cold sore, it was a legit zit, right? <laughs> but it was like in my mouth. It was weird. It kept on dripping in my mouth. <laughs> it was right, right here. It was right there. And it was so funny because I remember thinking, I've never grown up with any acne or anything really. Yep. Like little ones here and there, but this one was so huge. And I remember um, I, I went, uh, not my assistant, but one of the assistants that sits outside of my office. I'm friends with her and I was like, he was saying that he has assistants and assistants have assistants. Like, that's how big he is. <laughs> if only. <laughs> <laughs> My assistants um, got desks. But I remember asking, uh, her name's Teresa. I was like, Teresa, look at this zit. It's pretty big, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, man, I got I got to meet with this client. I might want to just take a phone call meeting instead. She's like, no, don't do that. I got makeup. And I remember two days later, because I kept picking at, or not, I didn't pop it or anything, but I just kept touching it. I guess it, like, got bigger. And it hit the corner of my lip and I was like, this definitely looks like a cold sore now. It didn't before. I might've been able to pass it off, but then, oh man, it was so bad. I, I, I never grew up with a lot of acne, but for whatever reason, I, right before I moved to LA, so I must've been like 24, I got a bad case of acne. Okay. And, and you know, when, when you're 24 and you're still trying to get laid, like you try to do everything you can to yeah. like make it better. And I just kept on cleaning it. And then I, I, I literally bought like, What's that shit that you buy at vending machines at a mall? Proactive. Proactive, yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't have it back then in vending machines. So I literally had to order it. And this bullshit was like, if you didn't cancel it, they would keep on sending you like a month supply every month and charge you full full price. Uh, but it just got worse because they kept on cleaning it, cleaning it, cleaning it, cleaning it. And yeah. It just kept on getting worse. Uh, but now, yeah, even 39, you still get a pimple and I still got to pop it. Well, what happened was like after that, I remember, um, I think I was skateboarding and everything and I fell and I was just like, oh my God, this hurts so much worse than it did when I was like 17. And then I remember, um, in January I went and I had to get, um, a saliva gland removed and everything like that. A saliva gland? Removed? Yeah, I, I had this like bump inside my mouth and I was like, I, I had no idea what it was. I went to go see a doctor and mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, you have um, a saliva gland. Basically, you know, your saliva, it's, it's a duct, it, it, you know, excretes saliva, right? right. That's, yeah, makes I, sense. I hate to sound, make sound gross, but that's just what it is. No, uh, no that's why I would expect a saliva right, gland to right, do. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, what happened was I guess like I bit it at some point and scar no. tissue healed over top of like where the, the, the saliva gland. comes out, yeah. you know, and I had to get it removed because they said, you know, it's not a big deal, but if you don't get it removed, it might back up and then like cause other health problems. And just like, man, my thirties are rough so far. You couldn't just, they couldn't just cut it open. Like, well, I guess, you know, scar tissue would heal over top of it because that's already what happened. And they removed like, a few of them and everything like that. I feel like they're just fucking with you. Like, uh, hey, he's covered under insurance. Let's take him to town. Twenty dollar copay. But we're just gonna remove all the glands from your left side. It was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, and then I remember, like, um, I went to go eat a steak with a friend one time. This is before the saliva gland got so removed. So glands all all acting. Man, but I was out with my friend Charlie. We went to go eat at uh this glamorous place called Miller Ale House. <laughs> That's where we, that's, that is where this idea for this podcast 
was built was well, born. I mean, it, the place is it's just kind of like your Ruby Tuesdays or like your Chili's or something like is that. Is it is it a chain or is it just that one? I think it's a chain. It's nice. It's cool. I don't mind it. I mean, there's nothing bad to say about it. It's just I don't want to oversell it. <laughs> but it's just no, like let's, your, let's your, oversell it. It is the dopest place not called TGI Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the lights aren't on all the way, but they're definitely not dark. So they're slightly <laughs> dim. <laughs> you know. I said dopest. Darkest. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's like. <laughs> yeah. So if you know, you're trying to, if, if you're not that, if you're not that blessed in the I, face, <laughs> you take all your days to Miller Ale House. Look, there's a, you know, when you go to a nice restaurant, it's typically very dim. Mm -hmm. You got your little candle on the side of each table. This place has a bar right in the center, and um, the lights are uh, politely on, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then. So take yeah, very take good drink special <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> take your ugly girls. Oh no, if you're the ugly one, that's really like, yeah. Miller Ale House, let's and, do that. You know, like you got basically, as far as my card's concerned, you got a buffet of alcohol that you can tap into. <laughs> I heard JMO shots are three bucks tonight. Fuck you. <laughs> something like that. I think it's like four bucks after ten or something. Not that I get them. Cause not like, not like, <laughs> but I do. Like at, at ten o'clock. Like if you're already fucked up at a TGI Fridays in Rockville, Maryland, by ten o'clock, they're like, "Hey, four dollars. Let's get this. Let's get this shit going." Oh, so right. So this is what happened. So I was with my friend Charlie. Uh, I think Tuesday is like steak night or something. It's like nine bucks for steak, potatoes, and like coleslaw. Oh, um, let's go. Man. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty good deal. And then what happened was I was. Uh, with Charlie, we've, we've been going there for a few weeks at the time, and I got a steak, and when I went to swallow, I started choking on it. Like Heimlich out of the movies? It was awkward. I couldn't even, like, I remember I was talking, and Charlie looked over at me, and he's like, yo, man, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just need some water. And then the water wouldn't go down. And huh. then, yeah. So, so was the steak, like... Below the airway, but right. just stuck. Right. That. So then I remember I was like feeling so much pain and like, um, I guess like on my lower chest, upper ab upper yep. abdomen, and so Charlie hooked with me to the bathroom, went to the stall, and he kept patting my back, trying to like get me to like spit it out, but it didn't sound too good because we're in a stall in a men's bathroom, <laughs> just two feet, two <laughs> feet, two feet behind the other person. <laughs> you see it? And like it's okay. It's, shh, like, it's okay. Oh. I can't get it out. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but then eventually, like, um, I guess I just kept trying to drink water, even though I was just spitting it out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he was hitting the spots. <laughs> he was hitting the right spots. Just the hot stick <laughs> stuck in your throat. Continue. <laughs> and then, like, it ended up, like, I ended up being able to digest. And, uh, yeah, you, it was. Did you die? No, I okay. thought I was going to die. You made it. You, you yeah. I remember talking to my friend who's, like, uh, a nurse, and he was kind of saying, like, yeah, you actually could have died still, even though you could breathe, because um, I forget what his reasoning was. It, it, but it was like kind of crazy sign. I think people like get into like a state of shock and all this stuff. They yeah, kind of start panicking. Mm. Yeah, then, I could definitely see your body just going. I don't know. Fucking right. Figure it out. But it was crazy. So that was my thirty so far. I mean, I can't wait till August till I turn thirty-one. You know, when's prime, your birthday? prime numbers. When's your birthday? August thirtieth. August thirtieth. Okay, I guess we're gonna do something. We're going to Miller Ale House and get that Give ten dollar steak. Ten dollar, ten dollar uh, steak is that? Dude, actually, I think it's nine. That's dope. That reminds me of like Vegas. <laughs> that makes you like feel kind of sketchy about. 
Well, the thing was, I remember like, I came back to the table and uh, I was sitting at the bar and the bartender goes, are you all finished? Because I just put a napkin over top. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll finish. This is after like an hour of me going through the process. That's why it was so scary. Damn. Um, so like, I was like, yep, I'll finish. And she goes to like, I guess uh, she went to go dump like the, the trash and she saw this big steak just fall. And she's like, did you not like your steak? Was there something wrong? And I was like, all right, this isn't your fault. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I was just choked. And she said, this is her reasoning. She said, we have a chef back there. He doesn't know how to season the steak and stuff like that. So they've no. been turning all out dry. Cause I actually got mine with like a certain like topping for another dollar or whatever. Okay. And I remember getting it and looking at Charlie, I was like, man, they, they kind of skimped on the, the seasoning or whatever. That's hilarious. Did you? Uh, and, and I was like, you know, I didn't need to hear all that story. I was like, she's like, he's a fill-in chef. Cause like, he doesn't normally cook the steaks or other. But nonetheless, I was just like, you know, it's not a big deal. And she was like, I would have gotten my monies back. Well, she goes and she's like, look, don't worry about paying for the steak. She gave us a $25 gift card. Dope. She's the real MVP. So I came back and got another steak. <laughs> You're like, you kind of poke your head in and be like, is she there? Well, I had to go and like, you know, prove it to Charlie that I wasn't a bitch. That, yeah, that's... I can take my meat, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a goddamn champ. <laughs> Not like, like old Vegas. I, I don't know if they, you can still do it now, but like in old Vegas, there were places where you could get $10 like prime rib and like a potato for $10 any time of the day. Right. And that's the shit where you get fucked up at like 7 a.m. Fuck breakfast. Prime rib. That yeah. is what you do. Are you a big prime rib fan? I am. I'm a sucker for prime rib. I, I, it's been hit or miss with me. Uh, I, I haven't. I feel like. Um, well, I don't think we can be friends. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I like prime okay. rib. Okay. <laughs> it's been hit or miss when I order it mm -hmm. because I just feel like sometimes it's a. Uh, you know how you want it to be pink yeah. in the middle? Yeah. But I just feel like it's just not cooked and so it's like kind of mushy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it still has to have like a certain tenderness. It's still got. I, like... I think cheap primer is going. It's going to do that. Like right. I don't think that's a cooking thing. I think it's just like. Is London broil primer? Uh, nah, I don't know. I think it is. I, I think like... well. I think Wellington is. I Beef think Wellington. Yeah, Beef yeah. Wellington is like pri a primer cut. Okay. And then it's wrapped in. I don't know. I'm not sure. Have you? Um, I don't know if this would be something that you'd cross, but uh, here we go. <laughs> we were eating at Virginia Tech. <laughs> at, at their uh, dining no. hall, it's called West End. No. So, years ago when uh, did you go to Virginia Tech? I, I did it. Okay. But, um, a girl that I was seeing when I was uh, in college, she was a freshman, I was a sophomore, and she went to Virginia Tech. I went to go visit her, and they had this dining hall called West End. Okay. And at the time, what I was told, and you know, you guys can fact check me if you guys want, but what I was told was it was the number two college dining hall number one when you only consider public schools wow and so when i went there she went and got london broil which tasted amazing well the fact that you can get london broil out of mess hall right out of college right like that's got to say something so she goes and she's like you like steak right i was like i love steak she's like oh go online and get a steak she's i'll pay for it because all their meals are half off like so you buy this like student plan where it just loads your cart up with cash, mm -hmm. and then anywhere you eat is half off. Dope. Right? So um, the meal that I'm about to describe to you was under $5. I think it was like four fifty or something. Okay, continue. So, Well, so, even at full price, it's still under like 10 bucks. That's, right. That's amazing. So I went and uh, uh, I didn't know how to order it, so I just came in. I went up to the cashier. I was like, can I get a steak? And they were like, <laughs> she, you got to go in line, sir. <laughs> she goes, she goes uh, 
yeah, um, she goes, how do you want it cooked? And I said, medium rare. And she goes, how many ounces? And I was like, is this a joke? I was like, 10? The you know? biggest. I was like, you know, right. like you don't get to choose your ounces yeah. or whatever. Well, no, it's like 8, six, eight 12, 16. 16. So of course, I said yeah. something obscure because I was trying to be a douche, right? right? I was like, 10. She's like, all right, here's your buzzer, you know? Just no. want it. And like, I got potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes, um, asparagus, and a roll, and it was 450. And it was honestly one of the best steaks I've ever had. Because I was just, I just went to, you know, um, Boston Market. Yeah. Boston Market now has prime rib, or some oh, of them yeah. have, but it's only like Wednesday. Is there a Boston Market around here? Uh, around here, yeah, like uh, College Park is the one oh, I went to, okay. maybe yeah. 10, 15 minutes from here. Yeah. But like, I like Boston Market. The chicken's good. Way over, uh, way underrated. Uh, sure. I, I think that. It's uh, home style cooking, you know? Yeah, 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 the sides are good, but yeah. the chicken's good. Um, it's better than Costco or grocery store chicken, just more expensive. But they, they do prime rib for 15 bucks, which, you know, prime rib for 15 bucks is not bad. And it's, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's better than a $10 steak. Sure. But, you know, 15 bucks at Boston Market, who knows? Their sides are good. Yeah. The like sides it. are dope. Yeah, what, what's, your, what's your go-to Boston Market side? I guess just stick it classic with, like... Mac and cheese or potatoes? Nah, right? uh, the I gotta go the sweet sweet potatoes. Okay. That I'm not is, big on sweet potatoes or like how they do it. I just like sweet potato fries, but I don't really like sweet potatoes. It's almost like a dessert. To me. Right, right. So it's like I, you get a side, you get the protein, and it's a dessert all mixed into one. Have you been to Hardee's? Uh, yeah. Oh, we call it Carl's Jr. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I, I, oh, I, so I got a question with sure. you on this. Sure. Sure. So like. Because we're talking about sides, like Hardee's does a peach cobbler. Yes, it's as a side. It's good. Yeah, so they do that in, in the West Coast. It's, it's exactly the same, just the branding's different. And I think here, Hardee, Hardee's, do they collaborate with another franchise? Um, no, but before they used to have fried chicken, and their fried chicken was pretty yes. bomb. So a lot of places that you would find, like it was like Hardee, like Hardee's and the fried chicken spot right. in in. Uh, on the West, it's like uh, Har uh, Carl's Jr. or uh, a Green Burrito. So you get like a Carl's Jr. and Green Burrito or Carl's Jr. So right. uh, Mexican food. Is, is the Green Burrito good? It's kind of hard to sell franchise fast food, Mexican food right, in yeah. Southern California. It's For sure. kind of a tough sell. Yeah. Uh, you know, they do like the wet burrito. It's like a big burrito in a bowl and they just cover it with cheese and stuff. And that's not really... Uh, like, I don't think that's really a Mexican thing. I yeah, think that's, so, you know, you can, two o'clock in the morning, you can go find a taco truck and give you tacos, like really, really good tacos, like La Lingua or like carne. Oh man. Really yeah. Tacos are so good. Two bucks, two bucks a taco. I was just telling somebody that I used to run a, a Vietnamese restaurant back in Virginia Beach mm -hmm. and next door was a Mexican restaurant and we would come in around like 9.45 to kind of prep up the opening and everything. To open by 11. Yeah. And so, like, I remember I would pull up in the back, and there would always be this white minivan uh, that would pull up um, and post up in between, like, our, our like where our restaurants were in the back. Okay. And she would sell... Um, tamales. She would sell tamales, so. um, uh, tortas. Tortas, yeah. And which are sell, Which are, like, um, sandwiches? Yeah. Uh, almost like a Mexican panini. Right. So to speak. And then she'd sell lingua tacos, and she'd sell them, I think, for like a dollar or two. And I'd never had lingua tacos before. And change your some life. of some 
I hate to sound so stereotypical saying this, but like we yeah. some of our some of our dishwashers and cleaning people yeah, that we had staffed mm-hmm. were, were Mexican people. Mm-hmm. So and they're nice people. I love working with them. And everything. <laughs> but back in, beautiful people, beautiful. People. Like, <laughs> but they came over and they were just like, "Oh, you never had lingua? Come on, come on!" And they spoke broken English. Yeah. <clears throat> and it made me feel like it was more authentic, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So I went over there, and then like um. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, get, get some tacos and got tacos. And they were the best. Whenever she came through, because I think she came once a week, mm-hmm. I'd order five tacos. That was my breakfast in the morning. Five lingua tacos. La lingua, if you're not familiar, it's, uh, it's a uh, Mexican delicacy. It's, uh, it's tongue. La lingua. Yeah, it's beef tongue. Yeah, beef tongue. And it is, it'll change your life. So good. It's so good. It's like filet mignon. It's like pretty tender. It is really tender. And two bucks. You, and you Talk to, you take down like 10 bucks worth and you're, you're set for like the day. Oh my gosh. Or at night, you know, we stopped by, a, there was a taco spot right outside uh, Manny Pacquiao's gym in, in Hollywood. Um, the wild card right there on La Vine. Yeah, all the way down on Vine. And yeah, three o'clock in the morning, they'd be out there. Put your own cilantro, own onions on there. Shit was dope. Oh wow. Two bucks. I love cilantro. Because what they'll do is they'll put like a huge bucket and just go serve yourself all the toppings. So, you know, you've got the taco and then you literally have three pounds of onions and cilantro because it's free and you're poor. Oh, my gosh. That sounds great. That's the L.A. thing. That Uh, sounds so good. The other food hack on top of that one is if you go to like a a Jewish deli like Cantor's, you order the Reuben uh, or the pastrami. And normally they stack it so high where you can actually take off half of it and make – yourself additional sandwiches so we'll, wow. we would do especially when i was broke in la order one pastrami sandwich and that would last you that's like three sandwiches worth wow or we do the tacos and just pile on the onions and the cilantro and all the all the peppers so when i was a skate rat um back in middle school and high school what i used to do was you know the the deal was either go to mickey d's and get yourself like a dollar cheeseburger and dollar fries and get a cup of water mm-hmm <clears throat> and then pour soda in the cup of water. Right. Right. Because you have to. Right. Um, the other thing I do is 7 Eleven used to run a deal where it was like uh, a fountain drink, a hot dog, and a bag of chips for $2. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like, you know, you're like, man, I want to just get a, like, a spicy bite or something. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like, oh, well, I'm not sure. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to get a bag of chips and then just fill it up with chili and cheese and onions and just mix it up. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. And the, like the Fritos, right? Right. W- uh, go to Seven Eleven and get like a bag of Fritos and then uh, nachos, and you put it under the the chili and the chili cheese. Right, right. Wow, food hacks. How did we get here? Yeah, how did we get here? I was talking about acne, and now we're talking about. <laughs> well, that's the reason why we have acne. That's the reason. It's why. all the years of built up grease. <laughs> you know, at thirty nine, I'll just get a random one. Sometimes, since I don't shave a lot, right. you know, I'll get like a razor burn, and it becomes like a pimple, and that right. bothers me. But every now and again, right there in the fucking middle of the forehead. Just... Do you? Um, I used to never have to. Sh- I used to shave my face like once every two, three weeks. I have to shave like two or three times a week now. Yeah, I. Th- I think that's me now, where it's yeah. like three days, every three days I have to shave. My it's, boss just, comments on it all the time. That you don't shave or you... No, when I don't shave, he's like, you look disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. Like, this looks gross. Dude, you shaved your head, <laughs> but you didn't sh- Like you didn't continue down well, to the, the face. The thing is, it's like, uh, 
I, I don't grow a full mustache. Not at all. Not even a you little know? bit. No, no, no. Like, but the thing is, it's like it's not even like where even if you get a five o'clock shadow, it looks like kind of dotted. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I see where it grows in. But when it grows in, it grows only on the sides, and I look like the Fu Manchu. Right, yeah. but I look more like a catfish, but... Yeah, that's that's me too. Like, I can only grow on the sides a little bit here, but it's not thick. It's just here. I don't shave the cheeks at all. I don't have to. There, nothing grows there. Just like, you know, Arizona. Nothing fucking grows there. Yeah, I, I hate facial hair. You know, it's it's kind of like... I'd grow it if I could. I would, if that's I could. what I'm saying. Like, if I could just grow it... Like, if I could grow it, I would shave my head. Oh, having man. my head shaved, I look like fucking the last airbender. Someone told me that I look like um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then all I could think about was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Fifty Fifty when he had cancer, cancer. <laughs> because I shaved my. <laughs> I think it's just because like I've got like kind of like the slim face down here, mm-hmm. and then just like the really dumb looking smile. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's like nothing. And I think it's like how I wear my suits because I wear my suits kind of slim fitted. Mm-hmm. As and, you should. Right. You're like 190 pounds on wearing weights. Man, I wish I was 190. Uh, <laughs> no, did I say 90? I meant nine. 190. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're 190 pounds. You're a but, small guy. But like, you know, I just wear a slim. I think it's just like, yeah, I think that's it. It's just like the slim physique of wearing my suits and then just the dumb smile. Yeah, I guess. I mean, J- Gordon jo- Joseph Gordon Lovett is not the worst person to be like compared yeah, well, he's to. He's also not Asian, so it's kind of like, uh, I've never been. Yeah, you'd be like, you know, if he was less successful <laughs> and shorter and Asian. <laughs> but it was just really, it's just like a very funny comparison because then all I could immediately think was like, all right, there's so many things that says that I'm not Joseph Gordon Lovett, right? <laughs> like everything, literally everything. <laughs> But that's not a bad like that's not a bad thing. Like at least you're like, oh, you look like Glenn from The Walking Dead, and you're like, I don't, I really don't. Like, no, you do. It's like, is that the only Asian person you've seen in the last ten years? I I love playing basketball. I'm total trash at it, mm-hmm. you know. But it was like you know before when I was a little kid, and I play basketball. They're like, oh, we got Yao Ming on the court. I'm like, I didn't hit a growth spurt until I was like a sophomore in high school. And so you're this still time, like five five. Like, right, like, like that's not a growth spurt. <laughs> I was four ten entering freshman year. I wrestled in high school my senior year, and I'm old for my age. I'm old for my year. I was eighteen. I was I wrestled at one nineteen. Like, and that was my walking around weight. So I remember when I was. I guess it was my senior year. Uh, I uh, I got measured. I was like five eight, and I was like, "Oh, sweet! I grew like a foot since like in That's these four years." Dope. But but the thing is, is like I I was when I remember I, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like, "Man, I've accepted that I'm gonna be a midget." Yep. I remember I was like, "I have to be the funny guy, or I have to be super super talented at what I do because." I'm going to be a midget. I lie. I tell people I'm 5'7". I'm like 5'6 and some change. No, like, you're 5'7". We're about the same height. I'll take it. <laughs> like, see how I'm not even... Yeah, 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 you're right. Tell me more. Tell me more. 5'7 and some change, right? That's what you meant? 5'7 and some change? Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 like, I'm like. i taller than my mom. My mom's 4'11". Four, uh, okay. And uh, I'm older than my... I'm taller than my sisters. Uh, you know, they're all like 5'1", five, 5'3". Five, and then uh, my dad is like my height. So I knew I wasn't going to get tall. And here's the thing. I think that if parents, when they're talking to the kids, like, oh, so you can grow big and strong. It's like, 
that's not relevant to a kid. Right. You're like, hey, you want to be taller than your dad. Your dad's not tall. <laughs> like, if my mom was like that, like, I probably would have eat more. Like, your dad ain't shit. Like, I remember my mom telling me as a kid that my dad was six feet. And then, like, I think it was like two years ago, my mom was like, oh, yeah, I'd say, like, you're about your dad's height, maybe a little bit taller. I was like, you told me as a kid my dad was six feet. Like, I remember thinking, like, man, evolution has failed me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if somebody just told me, like, hey, no, 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 you, you really don't want to, like, listen, you don't want to be 5'7". You don't want to be, you want to be, like, 5'9", minimum. Yeah. Two more glasses of milk a week. Just you'll be fine. <laughs> I, I, I would have done it. I would have. I would have done whatever you wanted. But, but I was like, what's what's the average height in the world? It's like five five or five six or something. Yeah, but that's because China is like one point six billion people. Man, but you know what's funny about that? I remember my friend who. <laughs> I don't know why he felt the need to defend me. There's, you know, there's like this stupid Asian jokes about your dick being small and everything like that. We're and proportionate. My... <laughs> it's proportionate. <laughs> well. I remember my friend who's Colombian. We were at some bar and some guy was like, he was being funny. We were cool. He was just kind of, we were just talking shit to each other, you know? Right. And I think my friend thought like he was being, um, he like crossed the line or something with some of the stuff he said. Which they always do. And we're just, we're just used to it. Yeah. And, and like, uh, he goes, he's like, yeah, my Asian's got small dicks. And my Colombian friend comes in and he's like, actually, the average is very skewed because Indian people have the smallest dicks. And because you're considered Asian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He just threw somebody else on the bus. He's like, so Tuan has a very, very bare minimum average dick, if not huge. And I was like, I don't know when you saw my dick, but all right. I mean, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> like, if somebody tells me that, you know, Asian people have small dicks, I look them square in the eyes. It's always a dude. It's always a dude. And it's like, at least I have a dick. Right. And then they just go, I got a dick. I, I have one, too. Because <laughs> they don't expect that shit. Like, well, at least I have a dick. I'll show you right now, bro. Well, the funny thing is, I, I know that um, coming out here, I got very involved in the Vietnamese community. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I, I don't, when I'm dating somebody or not, like, I don't, I don't chase girls, but I also, like, when I'm seeing somebody, I don't put out on a platform for people to know. It's not that I'm ashamed. I just feel like that's kind of my private life. That's just yeah. what I want to, how I want to keep it, you know? Which is good. Um, but it was funny. I went to some, like, uh, I guess it was like a happy hour event or something. And I told, like, the people I was with, they said, you know, what type of girl do you even look for? I don't see you. Out in public, even when you were dating such and such, like, I didn't see you guys out much. And I was like, well, we didn't need to make a whole spectacle of it. We were just hanging out. And we, mm -hmm. we did our own thing. And I said, you know, I don't really care. I just like pretty girls. And they're like, yeah, I bet you, you like white girls a lot. Because I guess. Guilty. Because <laughs> like, I just like skate and do a lot of stuff in Virginia Beach that most white people do. Who doesn't like white women? I... I Exactly. Like, well, well, here's the thing. Like, I've never, I've had my very first girlfriend, eighth grade, if you want to count that, was white. But ever since then, I've never dated a white girl. But I'm just saying generally, like, you know, if she's hot, she's hot. Like, what kind of, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, what the shocking thing was, was, like, I told them, like, I was like, well, actually, back home, um, there wasn't a lot of Vietnamese people. So I didn't date any Vietnamese girl until I got to the area. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I was like, I dated mostly Filipino girls, women. Um, and also, I did a lot of, um, black women mm -hmm. and they're like what you dated black women like 
If you look good and you're cool, like it doesn't matter, you know. But they were. If you're down to fuck, we. (laughs) (laughs) But they were very shocked. They're like, you, you like black women? Because if you think of interracial dating, right, and you go, an Asian and a black per, an Asian person and a black person are dating, right. People automatically (laughs) automatically assume it's it's an Asian woman and a black guy. Whenever you say interracial, it's never the Asian guy is uh, is part of the equation, ever. Yeah. So my, my thing is just sort of like DC is very proud about their um, about their uh, mumbo sauce, uh, mm-hmm. mumbo sauce and wings, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, it kind of makes me think, you know, there had to be an interracial relationship Somewhere. there because like they're only sold at Chinese like takeout spots. And it's only a DC <laughs> thing. Like everyone, like when I moved here, everyone's making fun of me like, oh, the mumbo sauce, like. I, I'm not Spanish, bro. Like, I don't know. And they're like, mumbo. No, mumbo. Like, the Chinese mumbo. I was like, that doesn't even sound right. Like, I don't even know. Like, Chinese don't mumbo. What are you talking about? Have you had it, though? I had it. And it just tastes like sweet and sour sauce mixed, mixed with sriracha. Like, did you, wait, wait, hold on. Did you have it in D.C.? Yeah. Really? That, that was your opinion of it. It's not anything. Because I don't like sweet and sour, like, chicken and stuff like that, that they sell at the Chinese takeouts. But, man, my friend took me to a spot and... Okay. I, I don't like to like think of things as like life changing, you know, but it, it was really good, man. I'm pretty sure. I was surprised how much I liked it because I went to another spot and I thought, man, this is just sweet and sour sauce. I just got mm. duped. Yeah. I feel like it's just sweet and sour sauce, mm-hmm. not the duck sauce, sweet and sour sauce right. mixed with like sriracha or something and make something else where it's like a little bit lighter, but yeah. it wasn't. I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure they just threw some shit together and go, well, some some one of their kids fucked up the recipe. <laughs> like, ah, well, what do you want to call it? And they go, I guess it's mumbo sauce. Fuck it, let's just do this. And I feel like a lot of the Chinese American cuisine, those takeout shit, it's all trial by error. Do you like it? No? Okay, stop making it, guys. There was a documentary on Netflix about uh, the origins of General Tso's chicken. Did you ever watch it? Uh, no. It was a while ago. I think they took it off already. But um, what was the what was the the reasoning? Well, I guess there really is a true, authentic Genesis chicken recipe. That's uh, I think the chef that made it is still around or something like that. Okay. But it's it is different than how it is served here. I have a bit that it's basically uh, well General Tao or Tsao or whatever. How how's the proper? Do you know? I. I think it's just an amalgamation of Tao, like Taoism, okay. which means the way. Right. So it literally is a loss in translation. It's the general way we make chicken. <laughs> like this is just how we make chicken generally. Like they go, oh, it's a guy. Like, there is no general army guy named yeah. General Tao. It's like, you know, I forget what they said in the documentary. The only thing I took away from it was, um, I guess like how it at least got started in the U.S. They were saying like there is uh, – you know, like Chinese people had a very hard time um, Chinese, finding jobs. Chinese exclusion act, eighteen eighty-two. Right, right, <laughs> yes. Right. So, like, um, you know, you went to restaurants and stuff like that. And then there was a guy who was like, you know what? I'm going to start a restaurant. It was like in the Midwest. He's like, what do what do people in America really like? They like chicken and they like fried stuff. Let's just like do like cheap cuts of chicken. I think like thigh meat's cheap and everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll just fry that. And they like sauce throw some sort of like sweet sauce on there and throw some cashews. And that's how cashew chicken was made. Well, 
I mean, I don't know about the actual menu, how the menu was created, right. but it was because of the Exclusion Act, and um, if you're watching this, you've probably heard me mumble about this a bunch of times, but it was a loophole to circumvent immigration yeah. laws. Basically, and I'll keep it brief, is the Chinese Exclusion Act 1882, Chinese people couldn't come in. They couldn't own businesses, they couldn't own land. So the reason why that old stereotype of Chinese people owning businesses and living mm -hmm. a, you know, in the back looking yeah. upstairs is because the business owned the building, they owned the business. The building, right. uh, the business would then apply for work visas for their families, which they couldn't come in, and then it was now, became a trade. So they basically, Chinese food is now a trade, and that's right. how they got people in. So those old tropes is because that was the only way we could live. So it's, it's really funny because like... Um, this is the 47th time I've mentioned this on this <laughs> podcast. Continue. The funny thing is, is that with this um, this documentary or whatever, the guy goes and who got really popular and his restaurant's still running. Mm -hmm. He goes, um, yeah, McDonald's came up to me like a year later and was like, we want your recipe. And they're like, well, what are you going to give us for it? And they're like, nothing, just tell us how you make it. And he's like, no. <laughs> so they did it. And then the following year, the McNugget came out. Because if you think about a chicken McNugget, it's just fried chicken yep. dipped in a sweet sauce, right? Yeah. And he was like, you know, we didn't go after them or anything. We just thought it was a very interesting, like, um, outcome. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's silly because they could have gotten the recipe if they offered them. I don't want to say anything, but it's like, I'm going to offer you nothing. I'm going right. to offer you $5,000. And they go, yeah. Okay. That sounds like have you Have you seen the, uh, there, there's this movie about the origins of McDonald's with, um, Michael Keaton? Yeah, I, 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 it's on my list of things to watch. Far, far down the list. No, it's no, on my list. Well, I, I watched it, and it's It's a, The Founder. I think it's called The Founder. Right. And the two brothers who started McDonald's, like, don't get any credit, really, because the guy who's the, the founder, Michael Keaton, mm. he was the one that... Um, franchised it out. Franchised it out and all this other stuff. And it's kind of a crazy story. Well, you know, I think those those stories are like every franchise has that story. Like Taco Bell, have you heard this story? Oh. Uh, so in San Bernardino, there is like a mom and pop Mexican restaurant, right. and uh, the guy that yeah. is credited for Taco Bell right. owned like a hot dog stand across the street and basically stole their whole operation and oh, was wow. like, "Oh, we're gonna make it Taco Bell." I'm paraphrasing. It's way more interesting than that, but that's basically the concept. I mean, he, he went out there. It's still standing. Like that place, um, when they say, oh, you know, the, the hard shell taco is not really Mexican. It's not. It started right. at this one place, and it's really kind of just a fast food type environment, get up and go. Right. And uh, the guy that owned the hot dog stand across the street saw that it was packed. Yeah. And he goes, I, I could probably do this, and then just did it. Wow. So let me... Uh... Shout out to that Mexican restaurant. Let me ask you, uh, as a someone who's lived in the West Coast, okay. but, you know, I, I don't think I don't think you claim West Coast is like your thing. I think you claim Boston, right? It depends. I, I shifted around for the conversation because <laughs> either way, it's okay. like oh, way I, way I thought. You're like yeah, no, no, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know what your take is on this. So, um, do you think In and Out is that good? I think the quality is really good. Okay. Uh, you're not going to get a gourmet burger, but also you're not going to pay the gourmet prices. 
So I think Shake Shack is fine. Uh, th- Five Guys is fine. It's good. I, I just don't think that paying, what is it, like 10 bucks with fries, 15 yeah, bucks with fries? Like, I think like Five Guys is like 10 bucks with fries, and then what is it, Shake Shack is like 10, 12 bucks with yeah. fries or something like that? I don't, I would rather get, you know, in and out burger, like a double double, a triple triple with fries will probably cost you five, six bucks. Yeah. See, like, I'm not a big In-N-Out fan. Oh, let me let me rephrase that. I um, I think In-N-Out is fine. I just don't think that it's the amazing burger that everyone says it is. I think it's really good. I think it's it's but like, it, just like you said. As far as we were talking about cost and everything like that, I mean, you can't beat that. Would I spend two dollars on a McDouble or five dollars on In-N-Out? I'll spend the five dollars on In-N-Out. Like no bullshit. It's 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 not again not the best, but I think it has a lot to do with nostalgia. It has a lot to do with quality. It has a lot to do with um, right. you know, it's, it's that's landmark. Like, so I'm a diehard East Coastist. Okay, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with In and Out, it's a very elitist mindset with West Coast people. It is because you can't get it anywhere else. Right. It was almost like, and I hate when uh, people from like Texas are like. Whataburger's the shit. I'm like, Whataburger isn't included in this, are you? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, go over there and you have that conversation with yourself. Because it's just you and other Texans. That's it. That's it. Right. Nobody gives a fuck about Whataburger. Unless I'm watching King of the Hill and Whataburger's in that episode. I don't care. Nobody cares about Whataburger. I'm not saying it's a bad burger. I'm just right. saying nobody cares. You can't, you can't um, include them in this conversation. That's like saying Coke is good. And Pepsi's good, right. but like, I don't know, fucking Sprite, but Sprite's a shit. Like, that's not even the same thing. Get the fuck out of here. Man, I do like this Sprite. I do. I do. But it's like, but it's, it's not. It's but I'm not bringing Sprite into the conversation of Coke yeah. versus Pepsi. Like, yeah, because those are caramel flavored beverages. It's not the, oh, well, fucking Dr. Pepper. Okay, relax. Go over <laughs> there and you have that conversation with yourself. Right. Um, and I, it, it feel to me, it feels like home. So when I go, do I think it's the best burger? No, because I've had a, a $25 burger, and that shit was amazing. Right. So um, I found out that there's an old country buffet. I don't even know if you know what that is. I, I don't do. know. You? Yeah, it's a buffet at a mall. Like What? Most, oh. a, a lot of old country buffets are in malls. Now or just in general? I think in general. Dude, I've never seen one in a mall. But that is some new information that I'm going to look out for now. Okay, okay, do me a favor. Google it, and just like anywhere, just pick a place in the country, Google Old Country Buffet, and just and look at it. Google, like, oh, you're literally either directly attached or you have to go into the mall in order to get into it. Old Country Buffet is very nostalgic for me because it used to be like one down the street from my house. Okay. And they closed, I think, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved up to this area, there was like one in Woodbridge, which is like 45 minutes to an hour from here. And I've been meaning to go out there and just eat it and just pig out. Fuck it, let's go. Let's 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 schedule a day. We we need to. And I know it's like not great. But, no, you're gonna you're gonna literally. But, but you know what's it. funny is like I remember like for whatever reason thinking like their fried chicken, their mac and cheese, and their potatoes were really good. I feel like I'm gonna shit myself. Like you might. <laughs> my my friend my friend from um, Louisiana uh, from Louisiana, he was like, yeah, there's this buffet place called Ryan's and like it's amazing blah 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 and this is before I moved here 
but I had to go to my sister's place. Who she lives in Woodbridge, mm -hmm. so we had to take a trip to drop something off with my sister. Okay, he's like, hey, on the way over, I saw that there's like a Ryan's, um, probably like 45 minutes out from your sister's house. Can we stop by and eat there? I'm like, sure. So I get there. It's basically Golden Corral, but but it just says Ryan's instead. Like it, the, it, the color and everything with the exact the, same. It's thing. the hardest Carl's Jr. of all you can eat buffets. I, I sat there and I was like, all right. I thought this dude was gonna have a heart attack. We sat there for almost two hours. He's ate nonstop. I can't eat that way. I, I can't either. Like I, I was amazed. I was like, hey man, you know I don't want to cut you short on your eating time, but. Uh, my sister was expecting us to like <laughs> like an hour ago. <laughs> like we, you might you mind wrapping this up? And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. He was like, how much time do you think we can have? And I was like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. He's like, all right. And he goes, he starts double plating. This man, because like, he thinks that the time arbitrage is getting the food. <laughs> he's like, like, oh, I can cut down time if I get all the food at once. No, 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 bro. You're eating too much. But like the thing is like. I love nostalgic things. I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. But man, it, it was just crazy to watch this guy like go to Ryan's and eat, eat his food. It was, it was amazing, man. Cause like he's Vietnamese too. And he's smaller than me, man. It's just like one of those things when you're a bottomless pit. I don't know if any of you guys are like that. I guess I can be at times, but I don't know. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily the best food, but it brings like a nostalgic feeling with everything. Um, I have a lot of that back home in Virginia Beach, and that's just how it is. CC's Pizza is like that for me. Oh, hold on. You have a CC's Pizza out there? Yeah, we have a CC's Pizza here, too. Where's this close to CC's Pizza? Uh, Rockville Pike. Oh, shit, okay. That's, that was what <laughs> got me my thing, my thing is, is that, like, like, when I think about, like, CC's and Arby's and just things like that, I just think, like, has inflation not hit you in the last like 10, 20 years? Like I work in finance, I know how inflation works. How are you still offering the same food at five bucks? Well, Arby's is weird because Ar uh, okay. I get that Arby's is struggling because they keep on changing their menu. Yeah, they're, they're serving euros now. They're serving whatever the fuck they think that's like, oh, they literally look across the street from a, 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 a Arby's restaurant and go, oh, they're doing well, let's do that. And then they just keep on changing it. And I get that the fact that they just don't have the customer base. Sure. <clears throat> but the roast beef and cheese? You know, that ro roast beef and cheddar is like the shit. And Arby sauce? Like, what is Arby sauce? It's like barbecue, but it's not. Oh, no, no. I'm the horsey sauce. I'm the horseradish sauce guy. Yeah. Oh, you like horsey sauce. Yeah. Prime rib. Right. That's right. exact reason of prime rib. Okay. We uh, want to interrupt this program because we're talking about Astrolab Brewery. Right. We're talking Little Alfie, which is a stout. Yeah. You I'm ready for it. this? I'm with it. I'm with it. Here, I'll knock this back real quick. Knock it back. Let's see this. Oh, look at that. Hashtag drink local. I dig it. So I fancy uh, stouts. Um, my man. No, it's a mess. I'll make it a mess. Thank you kindly. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Um. Not fancy stouts. I think it's very tasty. Uh, in the wintertime, it's the worst because that's when all the good stouts get released. Like which ones? Well, the, the big one used to be um, Hardywood, uh, Hardywood's Gingerbread Stout, Ooh. which is still really good. It's not as good as it used to be, I think, because they mass produce it now. 
Um, Where is it based out of? Richmond. Okay. But um, Aslan, which is in Herndon, Virginia. Okay. Not too far away from here. They do some pretty tasty stops. I should bring some of those some, sometime. There we go. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, you'll get the next one then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, do you, what do you usually order at Arby's? Man, I just keep it simple. Uh, roast beef and cheddar and some curly fries, you know? What I'll do is... Uh, uh, when they had the dollar menu, or it wasn't a dollar menu, it was like two bucks for the junior. Sure. What I would do is I'd order like five of them, right. 10 bucks worth, and literally just throw away the top buns, just stack the roast wow. beef. Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, the the medium or the big the big one right. was like 10 bucks. And I felt like it? it was expensive. Wow. But the $2 junior, you just stack like five of them on top, you got more. I'm talking about the value. Here. So in Richmond, they have this Arby's that was like, I don't know if it's still in existence. This is like a story that's like seven years old. Is it, it was, like, is it north of the city, like out in the suburbs? Like yeah, kind of off. It's a short pump area. Yes, I've been there. Oh, you have? Yes. It was like a very decadent, like. Yes. Nice. Arby's. Mm -hmm. and, and you had three lines, right? You mm -hmm. had um, your Arby's line, you had your, your home style line or whatever. It was like, they had like rotisserie chicken, chicken. roast. Yes. I thought, I was like, is this a new thing? And they had like another line for something else. And I was like, my goodness. Was that, was that just that one? Or do all Arby's have like, I, I'll be honest, I've never stepped into another Arby's. <laughs> I've seen the heavens. I don't need to shop around. But it's so funny because I remember going there. And I was like, yeah, I'll still get a roast beef and cheddar. Got to. Got to. I try to like, I try to finesse the, the cashier. I was like, hey, can I get some of the cheddar on the side? I, I, that's fine. I'll pay extra, whatever, 50 cents. And they would always give it to me free and just give me like a, a bunch of things oh, and yeah. stack that on top of the 10. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Bottoms up, brother. Cheers. Hello. Hello. Oh, smooth. Sounds a little lighter. This is uh, pretty really nice. I like it. Very stout. There, there's nothing fancy about it. Um... Yeah, a little healthy, a little healthy. There, there's no cream, there's no creaminess, there's no chocolate to it, no coffee to it. Mm. Just very, uh, very stout. All right, I'm not mad at it. Can't complain. I could probably drink a bunch of these. <laughs> it's mm. only a, it's only a fiver, which is good. Oh, five percent as well. Yeah, that, that's normal stouts. Five percent. Uh, at least kind of swings. Yeah, nothing, I, nothing. I mean, for a regular style, yeah. Yeah, I guess my. I think, I think a Guinness is like still around five. Five, yeah. Which I heard that there's one in Baltimore that is an actual. Brewery. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard that they opened that up not too long ago. I think that's where we need to celebrate St. Patty's Day. Are you an Irish car bomb fan? I'm not, but when in Rome, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck it, we do it. Like I don't order it, but the Asian in me can't say no. Like we're doing car bombs, like. I mean, if you're paying, I guess. I guess that's what we're doing. I went to, uh, there's one year we decided to go to this pub for, for St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. And me and a couple of friends and one of the girls in the group was like, yeah, car bombs. And I was like, okay, cool. And it's not, she was really excited about it. She's the, first one, she's the first one to throw up. Well, <laughs> we found out afterwards she'd never done one before. Oh, so you know how like, you have to drop and drink it right away get yep. curdles no so she goes drops it takes a few sips and it's like i can't do this this is disgusting 
and my friend, because they're all broke kids, and he bought the round. And they're not they're not cheap. Like, no, even no, at, like, a dive cheap. bar, you're looking at, like, 10 bucks. So he goes, and he was like, you don't want it? And I was like, there's no way you're drinking that, man. She, We just had a full conversation about how this is her first one. That thing is so curled right now. And he was like, nah. <laughs> not that. We're talking about the value. He was high paid for this one. Yep. Did he throw up? Um, no, but he did not feel good in the morning. Of course not. Of course. You never feel good with car bombs. Like, even, like, nobody wins at car bombs. <laughs> I don't like them. But I do them. I, I do them. Be, that's the Boston me. Not that we drink them, but it's the, if you're paying for it, I'm drinking it. Like, that's, that's what it comes down to. I'll drink damn near anything as long as you pay for it. <laughs> like, tell, me, tell me some Boston things. What are some Boston things that I should be aware of? Like, like just habits or... So the, the one thing that I have to get, I've gotten better through my years. Um, not only are we just confrontational, the one thing that we're not confrontational on. So you, you believe that that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's for sure. That's a thing. Like that's how we become friends. Right. Like we drink, we argue, right. usually about sports. Right. And it's about like who's better, Mike Greenwell or Nomar Garcia Parra, something like that. Okay. And then we argue and then we fist fight in the back and sure. then we become best friends. That's how I met a lot of my friends. I'm surprised with friends. I'm very sensitive. I wear sunscreen every day. That's how sensitive I am. I mean, not just because I had a bald head, but I feel like a couple more of these canned <laughs> growlers. We might be wrestling a little bit, but uh, the, the thing that the thing that I had to stop getting stop doing right was like I would just meet you like, hey, tell your mom I said hi. That's a thing. That's a thing. Like wow. I've never met your mom, but like, hey, it's a pleasure meeting you. Tell your mom I said hi. Oh man, I thought that was just an Andy Samberg joke. No, that's a real thing. Like, oh, I, oh you know, like I, I know you. Like, oh, yeah. uh, good to see you. How's your mom? I've never met your mom. <laughs> like, how's your mom? Like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> like, wow. I've gotten into fights in LA. Like, when I first moved there, like, hey, hey, how's your mom? Like, don't fucking talk about my mom. <laughs> like, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I thought that was just a joke. No, I'm, I'm asking you, how is your mom? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's a Boston thing. Tell your mom I said hi. What the fuck you mean? Are you saying something? I was like, no, like, I guess, I don't know. It's just a thing you say. Um, so, like, a southern thing, not that Virginia Beach is super southern. I mean, they lost the war, so, yeah, <laughs> as southern as you get. <laughs> I keep reminding people, Richard's the capital. <laughs> um, but, like, my favorite thing is when somebody says, ah, oh, God bless your soul. And it's like, oh, thank you. Like, they just called you a fucking idiot in the most polite way. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> like, Southern people are great because they, like, say stuff. And it's just like, you're just so sweet and endearing. I think you just called me an asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, where where was I? Uh, uh, Charlotte? No, not Charlotte. Charlestown? Charlestown. Um, and it was that weird thing. Like, they're, they're sweet people. I, I had no real issue. Sure. <laughs> but it was like it's like if the purge were to start somewhere it looks like these are the people that would start the first purge they were they would not let racism like all of their anger and racism fuck with their manners they were just like hey how are you I'm like oh i can see you hate me <laughs> through your eyes right. you, you might not have a soul but i can see through through you it, it was very strange it was just like um yeah i, I felt like the purge <clears throat> was was gonna happen in, in Sweet, sweet people though. Very sweet. Yeah, I, yeah. That was where, also in South Carolina, 
I pulled off the freeway to get gas. And then I was like, oh, let me eat. There's a Waffle House. I go to the Waffle House, which is like further away from the freeway. Sure. Now, if you ever go to a Waffle House that's not near a freeway, that's a problem, first and foremost. And then I go in there. There's no crackheads. There are no crackheads there. It was clean. And then, you know, Waffle House that was clean. That was clean. Wow. It like didn't have that threat of. I bet you it didn't taste good either. You need some of that dirt for flavor. It, it lacked the it lacked the branding that right. I that we've come to know. And I love Waffle House. I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. Like I love Waffle House. Yeah. But, but from driving, you know, you pull off the freeway for one of two reasons. Yeah. Gas, piss, or one of three reasons. You got to get gas. You got to take a piss, or you know, you got to eat. And I try to do all three of those things at once. But I, I order, and literally, like, I order, by the time my coffee came, my food came. Yeah. And then by the time, like, I put my napkin on my plate, right. the bill came. And mm. I was like, oh, this is, and then I was like, oh, this, that was, qu-. like, literally, she took the plate and dropped the check at the same time. Hmm. And I was like, oh. And she saw the look, and she's like, oh, super sweet, super sweet girl. She's like, oh, it, this is actually for you. Like literally, like she was trying to rush me out, not yeah. because she didn't want us want me there. She was like, "Oh no, the people are staring at you." <laughs> oh, like like literally, I'm doing this for your safety, right? Yeah, and it was like one of those strange things. Like, oh, I I guess I just enjoy crackheads better because crackheads don't give a shit. South Carolina will fuck you up. Yeah, crackheads are they're on their come up too. They're trying to. I'm gonna be try to be as polite as oh, I can because oh, I'm shit. trying to get something out of this guy. Yep. Oh. Know? I've never had a good interaction with a crackhead. I don't think most people have, but I mean, at least the efforts there at the beginning. No, not even at the beginning. Oh. Like I've heard crackheads. They, I, I feel, and I just have a conspiracy theory that like a lot of people don't fuck with Asian people in general. Like, <laughs> like, like. Wait. Like I've been hanging out with my with other black comics, and we're walking down the street, and someone's like, "Hey, you want to listen to my, you know, my mixtape?" And that's cool. Okay. But they'll go like, every I'll be the last person, and they don't even bother to ask. Like, "Hey, you want to uh, fuck it?" Like I've heard <laughs> I've had beggars like begging, they beg everybody, "Hey, you can't change it." And they see me coming, and they just go, "Ah, fuck it," and they sit back down. Crackheads. The only time the crackheads ever said anything to me like at a gas station late at night yeah. they, they shouted out from the other end of the parking lot hey bruce lee bruce lee <laughs> fuck oh yeah you hear me got any money <laughs> like they don't fuck with us they, they don't fuck with me like for whatever reason yeah i mean that was like my basketball thing when i was like they used to call me yao ming and i was like I'm so short. Like, why would you call me Yao Ming? Like, there's no point to that. And then, you know, when Jeremy Lin became a thing, it's like, man, this guy played like Jeremy Lin. I was like, no, I don't. Fuck Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm sure he's a great guy. I have no, like, problem with him personally. But the problem that I have with Jeremy Lin is he fucked up my pickup game. Like, I was just perfectly fine getting picked last <laughs> Inbounding the ball, <laughs> setting picks, and then after Jer- Linsanity, everyone's expecting you to run the motion offense, shoot threes. <laughs> like fuck that guy, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, um, he's got a ring now. He does, and everyone's like, "Oh, the first Asian to get a ring." I was like, "Asian American, maybe?" Because Sun Yu, do we forget about Sun Yu from the Lakers? Shaq, yeah, Adam Morrison. It's it's funny because like uh, I don't know, I don't. <clears throat> I don't mind the publicity it gets because, like, 
right now because he's handled the publicity with a lot of things very, very well. He has the same stories about security as you do. Oh, oh you're talking about, yeah, 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 when I was on tour. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the last one, if you haven't watched it, the other one, uh, last week's or in the last week's episode. The what, previous episode. The previous episode. Okay, yeah. Uh, you had a story about how security was giving you a hard time and kind of roughing you up a little bit. Yeah, because uh, of like working in the hip hop yep. crowd. It's um, primarily, you know, uh, an African-American community. And you had a camera. And I had a camera. <laughs> I would have dropped that. I'm, I'm thinking about this now. Like I would have dropped that camera. Just go, but it's on you now, bro. But Jeremy Lin, same thing. Kind of gets a little manhandled, like uh, trying to get onto the bus. And he's like, I fucking play. Like how many six, five. It, man, I feel bad because I try to defend him. Where I'm like, you know, honestly, he's not a bad basketball player. What ended up happening was he caught a moment where he was kind of hot, and that's fine. And then on top of that, like, truly, if you look at basketball where he's at, I think he's just the epitome of what you'd want in a role player. Yes. That's, that's really where his strength is. He's a role and, player and he can with step, marketing. And he can step up at times. He's a role player with marketing. And, and the thing is, is that because of injury, it's just hindered him. I think he's only had one real injury. No, he's had a few with the, okay. the Nets where he, it took him out. Mm. Um, but you know, like you're talking about, okay, the Knicks. Like hindsight's twenty twenty. So my he was this moral of the Linsani is like always be prepared, right? Like he stepped in, like he literally had no chance at the roster. He was cut from Golden State uh, the year before. Like he had no, he had a snowball chance in hell. Well, you know, he was. Um, there was another article written about how like the Rockets were going to draft him in the first round. And then they all his uh, scouting report came out, and all of it was like, um, "That's my that's my roommate Leon." Hey, what's hey, good, man? Listen to Leon. Um, but yeah, they were like um, deceptively fast, blah blah blah, and mm. it was just like a lot of like he had like really good quirks about him, but they were just like this seems like a little misleading. Yeah, and, and it's just like you know, um, you would never hear that about a lot of other players. Even if you didn't think that, or even if you thought that, I don't think that would be written on a scouting report, I feel. You know, I, I think um, there's, in sports, it's very racist, uh, or there's imp- implications. Because, you know, if you're white, uh, you're a gym rat. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you're black, you're oh, athletic. You know, like, there, there's just, there's just sure. key words that everyone, in I think... Subtle. Subtle. And, uh, yeah, in Asians, it's always deceptive, because that's... Exclusion Act, 1882, <laughs> Yellow Pearl. You know, like that's the shit that they just, right, right. yeah, we're sneaky, sneaky little bastards. Even in the movie Gremlins, do you remember Gremlins? I don't, well, I, I've watched it, I don't recall it. Yeah, but. it's like the guy, like, there's racism in like the first five minutes. Like the guy's drunk and he's like, oh, the Japanese are putting Gremlins in the freaking watches. It's crazy. It's Ooh. like crazy, just this little, little shit. But what bothered me most about the Jeremy Lin experience was that uh, they just thought it was funny that they could say chink in the armor, like, all the time on ESPN. Like, they said it, like, 12 times. They say it now, even though that shit's not even, like, it's such an old term. Right, right. And it was like, well, you know, that's what it means. It's like, no, you just enjoy saying chink. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, because, like, um, I I had this debate with my friend. I was like, you know, Jeremy Lin helped get the Hornets to the playoffs and almost got past the first round. Like, it, it was a pretty 
it was a good competition. Honestly, it's, since like he's left, like they haven't done much. I mean, it's, he's bounced around. He's he's had a lot of injury. Yeah, he's had a lot of teams. He's had a lot of jerseys. Now that I'm thinking about it, right? So I mean, if you count so the, the Golden State, okay, so let's count Golden State. Then there's he, the Knicks. Then he went to the Rockets. Then he went to the Lakers. He went to the Hornets. Yep. And then went to the Hawks. Yep. No Nets. Nets. Hawks. And then Hawks. And then. Yeah, now now Toronto. He's got literally. He's collecting all of the jerseys. He's a journeyman, just like uh, Josh McCallan for football. He just retired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you say Josh McCallan's been in the league like fifteen years or something like that, you sit there something ridiculous. Jesus, really? Yeah, he's been on so many teams. Every team except for ones that win a ring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, shout out to Jeremy Lin. I think um, with all the, he knows that this is he is the his fa- Kenyan Mark, uh, Martin Dope. response fire amazing fire amazing He's, like he had Tom Brady poise just stayed in the pocket and goes okay yeah I, I, I hear you I hear you what about them tattoos though <laughs> and, and you know I, I know I, I know that Jeremy Lin and he ends it with. I used to have your poster on my wall. Like, you know, he's like, we, he's like, he's like, I loved you, man. Always looked up to you. Had your poster on my wall. Like, and that's funny man. because it's Kenyon Martin. He, Jeremy Lin was the only person with a Kenyon Martin poster. I don't know. Did Kenyon Martin even have posters? I don't know, man. The one that, that you bought at the half price outlet that oh, came framed. And it was gosh. just Kmart. What jersey? What jersey was K- Kenyon Martin wearing in that poster? I don't know. But yeah, Jeremy Lin ethered him. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear what you And saying. his only response back was like, man, I was just playing. You guys are taking this too seriously or something. He, yeah, you're, it's like that shit. You're sorry because you got caught. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's the apology. And his PR firm was just like, yeah, just apologize. If he even has a PR firm, I mean, let's be real. It's Kenyon Martin. I'm just saying. The, <laughs> the people in his ear, like people love to apologize. Hey, I, I'm sorry if you were offended. Not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry that I said some fucked up shit. I'm sorry that you're offended. Yeah. And I'm only sorry if you're offended. Because if you're not offended, I'm not sorry. You go, what the fuck is that shit? Okay. Jeremy Lin. That Jeremy Lin conversation went on further than I thought it was going to go. I've, but but I'm I'm not like upset oh, by oh, by any means. Yeah. What I meant to say is I know Jeremy Lin is taking it all in stride because he knows he is not the superstar. He is he is literally a keystone at best of whatever this Asian American movement is. He is right. he is a cornerstone, a keystone, but he is not the building. He is not. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like he, he's part of the foundation. <laughs> he's a. Uh... What every Asian parent and Asian child wants to be <laughs> a guy that, that like is taller than six feet, went to Harvard, played basketball, had people buy a lot of his jerseys, won a ring, and then ends it by saying, All this has been great, but my life and my family and everything is much bigger than an NBA championship. And did it's he, like, Did he retire? No, he oh. didn't, but he just came out saying that, like, all this, everything that's happened in his life is much bigger yeah. than just a ring. And it's like, damn, dude, you, you hit it all. And I did it all for God. And it's like, yeah, that's gosh. that's <laughs> that shit that, like, I follow him on Instagram and everything is like, yeah, I'm warming up. Thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I'm eating dinner. Like, I mean, I'll be I'll be real. I mean. I believe in God and I don't want to go down this route completely or anything. Cause I'm not a, a role model by any means, but, um, you're a role model on me, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks. I sit down to pee. 
Um, <laughs> way more comfortable. It's easier on your colon. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Dude, I tell dick jokes for a living. There's nothing scientific. That's why I believed you. <laughs> you seem to know a lot. <laughs> There's nothing sci- I don't know You're- any of these things. <laughs> you know more about anatomy than I do, apparently. Um, no, but I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, all right, cool. You know, like, I'm not mad at you saying all that stuff, but, you know, it makes me look more like a jerk, I guess. I think uh, Jeremy Lin is the only person, only Asian American to be successful in not being a doctor. Because here's, here's the thing. Like, right. you reach the heights because could you imagine if he just bounced around in D-League and went to Europe? Like, his parents would be disappointed. Like, yeah. what are you doing with it? But the fact that he did it, he goes, listen. You can do it too. <laughs> there was a, um, I think he was Japanese. He was a basketball player two years ago. Played in D League for uh, the Mavs. Uh, who was two two years ago? Two maybe three years ago. Are you, okay, continue. Um, and he, I don't think he ever got into like the NBA, but okay. he was talked about a lot because. Um, Tabuse, I, I forget his name. Okay, because that was. Many years ago, no. This guy had was in at least the last three years. Okay, Asian player of some sort, but short, but like had these like crazy knockdown threes, like deceptively good at threes. I'm sure, <laughs> deceptive. Like he doesn't look like he could do it, but he does it so well. But it was just so wild, and it was just kind of like, oh man, maybe this guy could get in. But then you're kind of like, nah, man, you're real short. Like, well, I mean, and, and it's not an Asian thing. It's just like there's certain things in the NBA because the style changes. You know, yeah. every year. I want to say every year, every generation, there's a player that comes around that changes the game, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where like, well, like Dirk, you're looking, you're seeing it now with Dirk, where Dirk is like, he's seven foot tall and he just goes, yeah, I'm going to just stay out here and shoot threes. And now everybody over six, nine is like, you got to hit threes. And then there's like the Shaq era where like, you know, we only need big men and we only need them to just play like by the hoop. You know what I mean? Rebounds. And putbacks. That's and, all and we then, need. And then on the negative end of Shaq, it, it drove the hack of Shaq era, yep. you know? Yep. And then, like, um, you know, obviously with our Steph Curry now and everything like that. Where it's like any, anywhere. I can shoot threes from anywhere. Right. Yeah. Because I think that if Steph played five, six years ago, they'd be like, no, you literally have to pass the ball. Like, that era of... He, he's no longer in the era of passing point guards. Like passing right. point guards, like... I feel like Rondo's that last passing point guard where everyone else. Is I like, like Rondo a lot too. I think that that's how you build a championship. Is he still? Is he still in LA? Um, I don't know what his contract was, but I know. He's could, there. But could you imagine him? So you got Rondo, you got LeBron, and you got AD now. Yeah. Shit, me and you could fill out the last few spots, and we'll win a championship. <laughs> it's just funny because, like, um, yeah, I. I, f- I think people forget like what kind of struggles like Steph had like at the beginning of his career. He wasn't. He, he was, wasn't the Curry. Well, I think he. I think he was. But you got to remember who Mark Jackson was, the the original coach mm-hmm. that had him. And you know, Mark Jackson wanted to play very traditional basketball. That's why, like, That's it why wasn't he- Steph Curry's team. It was the Splash Bros with Mark Jackson coaching. You know, yep. and but, then when well, but even even coming out of the draft, he comes out of Davidson. Right. Who the fuck comes out of Davidson? Right. Just him. But he wasn't the Curry. Every all the teams wanted Seth Curry. Right. Nobody wanted Steph Curry. Right. Uh, he had ankle problems. Right. They thought he was one rolled ankle short of a career. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and then then he goes, no, I can literally hit the three from anywhere on the court. Well, that and like he was doing a little bit of that in college, maybe not as extreme, but the thing was is that uh, when uh, Steve Kerr came in as a coach, right? Oh yeah, the three point. <laughs> but that was he was Steph. Yep. For the Bulls, except he didn't have a, a star position, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Kerr's like. Oh, you're you're nice with a three, like how nice? Let's see. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, yep. if you got it. But it wasn't just him saying that to Steph. He was like saying that to anybody on the team. Because then Draymond's out here shooting threes. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like people who are just wearing a Draymond green jersey in the stands are hitting threes. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but I mean, it's it's crazy to have like a forty percent clip behind the uh, behind the line but when your whole team has like a high 30 low 40s you go this is unreal i mean they did they're doing something right they're definitely doing something right because back in the day it's like you had one guy that could shoot a three now you got the whole team that could shoot a three like that's crazy yeah college they just push back the three line a foot yeah that makes sense i mean if you're gonna treat if you if it's really going to be the minor league of basketball right. you might as well just treat it as well, well not even league. just that but like um i was told that moving a foot back makes it a euro three now so that that really puts them like because you know not everyone's going to the nba mm-hmm. so they can play overseas and now that you're you're I, in a position where like you know even if you want to have a career over overseas, like you're not going to struggle as much. Hopefully, you know. I think that uh, if I had a kid, <laughs> if I had a kid that could actually- <laughs> continue. No, I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm just, I'm just letting you have your laugh. No, 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 I'm just laughing because like you're laughing before you can even <laughs> say what you want to say. I have no idea what you're saying. Still, hypothetically, it's, hypothetically, are you telling me that you're laughing because you you don't want a kid, or you're laughing? <laughs> and if I did, like. I'm taller than my wife. I'm five seven in two nuns freaking eyes. So uh, I'm saying like assuming I had a kid, right. assuming that he could go into the league, uh-huh. I would tell him literally just forego college. Go go to Asia, go to um go to right. Europe, make your money, and then we'll figure out a game plan to get you in the NBA. If you're good, if you're that good, it right. won't matter. Right. Because um, I, I think if Zion Williams was like, oh fuck it, I'm not going to Duke. I'm going to I'm going to go to Europe. That's all that matters. The eyes will go there, right? I I think it's um, it's kind of difficult to gauge that. So like uh, I don't I don't feel one way or another. You know the guy that helped Jordan get his deal with Nike and everything. Mm-hmm. He um, he's openly said like, yeah, you know, I feel like I created a monster like with these schools and like them like playing for free and the commercialism of it. He was like, you know, I feel like kids should just go to Europe and play basketball now and make your money because, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Like even though basketball is considered safer of a sport than football or Mm -hmm. something, like nothing's guaranteed. Uh, You know, I would be okay with the NCAAs being like, oh, we're not paying you. You're paying, you know, we're not paying you. You're just going to play for free. But when they start going like, um, there's a, there was a kicker out of FSU that was like uh, had a YouTube page, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm the kicker for FSU. It was like, no, I I had this in high school. I'm doing this. I'm making money off of it now. They're right. like, no, no, you literally have to stop doing that, or you lose all of your eligibility. Yeah, it, or like you but can't. Football isn't an international sport the way basketball is, so he's limited. Right? Yeah, so, but there's <clears throat> that, and it's like I can't make you. You could 
put my name on your jersey, but I can't make money off of my name right. on your jersey. I can't sign my name and make money. You can't have your name on um, NCAA football games, even though the team is based off of yes. what your team performance has been. All of that shit bothers me, where it's like... Agreed. Uh and the fact that they're just fucking the kids, like they're le- legitimately. Oh yeah. Well, I have mean, you seen have you seen like the Fab Five documentary? I have. And then like, um, and nobody can name the other two. What Jawan Howard? No, jo- no, Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, Chris Webber. Name me the other two. Dude, the other two. <laughs> the other, f- not so fabulous too. Like <laughs> name the other two, and I'm sure somebody can. But Jawan like, Howard's um, the coach for Michigan now. Yeah, good for him. And name somebody. Sh- name somebody a, playing in Michigan. That's fine. He's he. He's uh trying to bring the Fab Five back. You know, that's that's it's fine. It's fine. It's just one of those things where the NCAA is like fucking the kids right. like left and right. Like you mean right. I can't go have a YouTube page? Yeah, it's it's a little silly, it's a little ridiculous. Um you know, especially like So I remember in that documentary they're like, Yeah, you know, we didn't have jackets, like We'd get from practice like late at night and the dining halls were closed and we didn't have anything to eat. And coach was like, hey, don't tell them like yeah. know, I brought you food. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have allegedly I got buddies that play that played in college and right. it wouldn't be uncommon. They'd be like, oh, yeah, the dining halls closed. That's cool. Hey, is that did you drop that? I think you dropped that. Here's like twenty five bucks. Like go, you know, go go get some food. Like right. you know, I think that's yours. You know, like that's what boosters are for. Boosters, but the right. fact is, like, no one's like, oh, you can't get paid. I can't get paid. I gotta. I literally in practice, practice, traveling, practice. Like, honestly, game. it makes sense why, like, you know, we joke that these athletes are dumb or they never show up to class and everything like that. But you're working a real job. I mean, you're doing laborious stuff. You know. Yeah, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna play at a at a high level. Right, and you're going to class, and you're worried about your midterms. Get the fuck out of here! Like, I think that's stop playing. And the NCAA is a nonprofit too, you know, so they get all those, and they're not even paying taxes. The kids are literally making a billion dollars for this for this organization. Okay, I'm done. I said my piece. I'm just saying. If I had a kid, I'm glad that you enjoy sports. You know, it's funny. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, tune on." Tune on like sports. Wait, what? <laughs> How, like th- that's that's the fucked up American thing. Oh, oh my god! I'm, I'm, I'm no, no. I think it's it's my Asian friends. Actually, they're like he wears tight pants and you know he plays music and everything like that. And that's like, the thing. It's like oh, you don't you can't play sports, so you must not like it. No, there's a lot of things that I can't do that I like a lot. I don't like watching comedy. I do it. <laughs> like I watch a lot of rugby. I would never in my life. Want to watch or want to play rugby? Uh, I enjoy cornholing. <laughs> it sounds dirty, but <laughs> I'm not watching it live on TV. Like you can like something and want to watch it. You can want to do it and not watch it. Right? People are crazy. <clears throat> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> if Let's I had a see. kid, oh, yeah. go to Europe. Go to Europe. Go to Europe. No, but you know, like, it's funny. The NBA is working on something like that. Like, um, Terrence Ferguson, who plays for my favorite team, OKC. I was a fan before they went there. I was a Supersonics fan growing up just because I had to pick a team as a kid because Virginia Beach didn't have a team. Um, But nonetheless, Terrence Ferguson um, came from uh, this. So he decided not to go uh, to college. And the NBA is 
having this like kind of like developmental league in mm-hmm. Australia. Good. Well. So where they pay them like a modest salary, mm-hmm. nothing crazy, you know. But they're like, you know, if you play here, you're you're you can. I think you can stay here for. I don't know if it's like the whole time or what, but it's a de- developmental league, and they're like, you know, hopefully you get drafted. This gives you a platform where you're getting trained and yep. coached by like NBA style like games and coaches and everything like that, because these coaches are trying to get I think into the league also. Yeah, I, I think, and if, you're, you're getting money for it. If you look at baseball, right. you know, the crazy thing about <laughs> NBA is like you could be 17, 18 years old and be a rookie, right? right? But in baseball, it's like it's not uncommon to have your rookie year. You're like 26, right? You know, and each team is generally has three affiliate teams. So whatever yeah. your name, your favorite team, the Baltimore Orioles, they've got three other minor leagues in levels. So it's like mm-hmm. at a high school, you're going to be playing at uh, a single a. And if you're right. good, you go to double a triple a triple a is like, you could be in the league and you're injured and you just like have a couple, you know, couple swings. Sure. Then you go down to triple a triple a tends to be 45 minutes to an hour from where you actually are. Right. I don't see why basketball is not the same. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get why football isn't. They they kind of try to do it with, uh, what is it, the Alliance. Get the uh, fuck out of here. And that's Oh, that's canceled, by the way. Oh, no, no, it is. But yeah. I'm just saying like. <laughs> like, you know, the, the Alliance and then like XFL and the Canadian football and then well, arena no, no, I'm football. Just, I'm just saying like the idea of a, Alliance yeah. was strictly for that reason. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's really unfortunate because like one, the NFL, I'm sure, wanted nothing to do it with it but they just kind of had to say like yeah we'll we'll play to it you know and then on top of that like you get just so banged up in football like yeah where you don't want to be making thirty thousand dollars and taking hits to the face well they were told they were gonna get paid what like 200 for the season that's what they got told what do they get paid (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, the, I, the, no, I'm just saying, like yeah. from the business side, that's yeah. the idea. That's they're they're trying to honor that, and it's not the people that created it. In a sense, from what I was reading, like the people that were creating it really wanted to happen, but you need to have investors, and then you have to make sure that there's attendance and yeah. that and that it's going to go in a positive light. But once people weren't getting into this developmental kind of situation. Of course, it's going to flop. You know what? What does the NFL need from you, really? They don't need anything. If anything, they need international exposure. They don't need more homegrown farm team kind of that stuff. That makes sense. But you know, I, I think that with the pricing, you know, the Patriots are coming to DC and uh, and Baltimore this year. So obviously, I looked up the prices, and you're looking at like top top row all the way up, like top of the CN building. <laughs> you're you're yeah. paying like a hundred hundred ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, I would I would rather see a uh, a team that is my team's affiliate. So let's say you know the Baltimore Ravens. They've got uh, a Richmond affiliate, sure. where you could possibly see uh, some of your rookies, sure. some of your third string uh, play there, and they're playing more or less the same offense, more or less the same type of style of play. And you yeah. go, oh. Tune on, tune on's a wide receiver. That's crazy. And then you literally get to watch him go into play the Ravens. You go, fuck, I remember when he was when he was right. playing in the Richmond Ramblers. But they know that the injury rate and all these things are so high that it's hard to kind of groom these people and but it provides Okay. Would you rather play football for uh more than what you would make if you were schlepping at Best Buy? Or do you want to schlep at oh, Best no, Buy? No, 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 no. The the players Mm. are going to do it. Okay. It's just the NFL league. It's like we rotate these people so quick throughout college. 
every year in the draft, or you can find free agents. Why even do this? Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. I, and, and it's such a. I hate to say this, but it's kind of like a short season, right? Yeah. So it's like I mean, ultimately, football is like seventeen weeks. But you got okay. So he, one game a week. It's not like. Let, okay. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. So I think that if the NFL was smart at the at the at the rate that they're going, like, which they're not. Was that? Which the NFL isn't smart. Okay. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I mean, look at all the, the bad press they get. I, or if I had the money, right. I would start an American, American rugby league. And you take all the people that can't play, that can't play football at a high level and uh, you teach them rugby. Similar, yeah. similar in concept. Yeah. Similar in premise. Right. Similar in skill set. Uh, different, of course. Uh, but America is horrible in the international rugby scene. Oh yeah, and you go like, wait, wait, wait. your favorite college We've running back drafted quite a few rugby players for football, and they couldn't hack it. No. Uh, shout out to Jared Hayne, Australian yep. football. Yeah, I remember San Francisco. Him. I was he, just about to say that this dude was massive. He literally had to cut twenty five pounds because he was he was a uh, six five two seventy five. And, and then you watch, go ahead, look at his highlights. You watch him, he goes, oh, he looks average. No, no, every motherfucker is about 6'3 to 6'7, 275 running. Yeah. And, I, and I think that um, if we invested in uh, an American rugby sport, and I get it, rugby is similar to soccer where they can't advertise. Like they have a hard time like... Oh, like advertising. Yeah, like like actually being able to put commercials, putting it right, on TV, right, stuff right, like right. that. It's like, well, just make it American rugby where you just like you run it differently. You cut up time. There's, there's TV timeouts, stuff like that, and you right. can make money. I think there's talent there. Yeah. Okay, we're talking sports. Every, every conversation always leads to rugby with me because I'm a huge fan, and I think that America could be literally one of the well, best. Why aren't you a cricket fan? That's another big listen, international game. Listen, <laughs> fuck you, first of all. I'm a baseball fan. Cricket makes no goddamn sense to me. Didn't baseball develop from cricket? Wasn't cricket a game first? Maybe, but I, I think <laughs> but if you look at the if you look at football, it, why do they call a touchdown a touchdown in football? I don't know. Tell yeah. Me. No idea. I don't know either. But in rugby... I want to know how the concept of football came about. Was it, was it from rugby? I would assume so because in rugby, a try, which is basically a touchdown, you literally have to take the ball and press it against the ground. Mm. So like, if I'm running over and I get into the end zone uh, and I don't touch the ball to the ground, it doesn't count. So if I get tackled and I drop the ball and doesn't t- it doesn't actually I don't press it against the ground it doesn't count yeah. that you actually have to touch the ball down. There's a lot of things that make that are very similar to football and I th- I feel I've done zero research that football comes from rugby. Mm. Everything comes. Uh, I also watch MotoGP and, mean, and I Formula I One. I, 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 oh, uh, bike racing. Okay. See, see, but do I watch soccer? I don't watch fucking soccer. Baseball, rugby are my two favorites. Wow. Okay, we're an hour and a half in. Want to play some music? I'll play some music. Okay, play some music. Why don't you talk a little bit while I tune the guitar? Okay. Um, you. Let's see. What do I got going on? I'm going to the Philippines. I'll be gone. Oh, let me yes. plug my show. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> plug the show. That. 
I'll plug it in now once I get done tuning. Uh, I, I will say, uh, yeah, so this, all of July, I'll be gone, and uh, I'll be doing my regular podcast, uh, Quick and Dirty, and my phone is going off. Crazy. I love watching a guitarist tune. There's something about it where it's just like, it, it, it's, uh, there's an art to tuning in, and I don't understand it, but I'm a fan. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like watching a chef just prepare everything. You know, it's, it's like setting the table. It's very cool to me. So, yeah, I'll be in the Philippines uh, basically all the month of July. Uh, this will most likely happen while I'm out there because... Uh, are, are you a fan of Filipino? No. <laughs> You're not? I have I like to. how honest you Yeah. It's, no. <laughs> it, it's not that I'm a f- not a fan. I don't, I'm not opposed to it, but it, it's a very different palate from what I'm used to. Sure. Um, I grew up with Chinese and Vietnamese food, right. a little bit of Cambodian food. What, uh, what, what Filipino food do you like? I like adobo. Uh, chicken. Uh, I've I've tried like pork and I've tried yeah. fri- you know adobo simple. I like garlic rice, uh, pancit. You know real the real simple stuff. But I, I'm looking forward to like get crazy, right. just go balls deep into this the most obscure shit. Yeah, I um I love Filipino food. You like Filipino women? Well, that's also true. Yeah, me too. I'm married <laughs> to one. <laughs> Which is funny. Going back into your your dating relationship shit, I don't post any pictures of my wife. I don't yeah. deny that I'm married. Right. You can see pictures, but not well enough to like be able to pick her out. In well, public. it's funny because like um, I remember when I had signed up for Facebook. You know, I didn't know that they had a status thing. They might not even had a status thing at the time when it was when I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, like I, at the time, I'd seen a girl for a long time, like a few years. And she called me upset one day and was like, why does your relationship status say single? And I was like, because it's always said single, apparently. I was like, I'm not. And like, how do I change it? Yeah. Like, you got to go, you got an old man. I don't know how to try. I was like, track. you know, you want to walk me through this? I don't know. And I was like, um, so anyways, the next day I was like, hey, you should check the status. And she's like, why does it say that you're married? I was like, well, I think that sounds worse than like any other of these. So let me just go ahead and put this on. And I've never changed it since. And my status still says married. Dope. I say I'm married. I just don't say with who. Because if you know, you know. If you don't, you just know that I'm married. Yeah. And like, I I don't hide her. Like, I'll show pictures of her. But it's like, it's blurry. She's in the background. It's none of your business. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's a private matter. I'm not ashamed. If you ask me, I'm like, yeah. I'll introduce you. Just You know? What do you what do you got going on? Uh, do are you playing a cover? Or are you playing your own song? No, I'm gonna play a cover. I don't. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want one of each. <laughs> one of each. I want one of each. I don't. I don't think it's happening today, man. I haven't. You know, like I haven't been working on my original stuff just because I have this. Um, I've been playing a lot of shows. La- last week, two weeks ago, I played a gala for this uh, student organization. Okay. Uh, VSA Vietnamese Student Association for the Mid Atlantic region. Okay. So they sure. had like a nice gala, and then. Uh, this Friday, I have a show in D.C. Uh, at Seasons and Sessions. This um, might not come out before. Actually, you know what? No. no uh, this, you know what? It's, it's all good. Yeah, this so, won't come out. Um, so June 21st, which is this Friday for y'all, it'll be this past week. Yep. Uh, all good. <laughs> Tell um, how was the show? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, nonetheless, um, I go and play with uh, 
a couple friends. It's a good time. I enjoy playing bar gigs. It's probably my favorite because it's so relaxed and casual, and I just kind of like talking shit to the crowd a little bit. It's just, you know, a bunch of drunk people having a good time. That's, That's what it is. Met. Right. Yeah. So. It's funny because when we were talking about this uh, podcast, like, oh, yeah, you probably you play music and we'll talk. It's literally gone the exact opposite. <laughs> like, we're going to talk and then I guess you'll play a cover. <laughs> No, I would I, I would like a cover, yeah. and then maybe just a little something something original. Okay, um, I'm challenging you, bro. All right, all right. Um, gotcha. So I will play this cover. It is. I thought about playing this song. I don't know if you're gonna appreciate this or. Well, I, I appreciate I, it just because of the name. I appreciate you. <laughs> so that's where this but, goes. Um, the song was or well, is called San Dimas High School Football Rules. Oh shit, San Dimas! Yes, shout out to uh, uh, Raging Rapids. <laughs> um, but you know, everyone knows that line because of uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, right? Bill and Ted's excellent, but it is an actual place in it Southern is. California, in yeah. LA. Just like out west coast, a lot of Asians actually are out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but there's this a uh, this band called the Ataris, emo band, who, you know, they're a big fan of movies and they reference movies a lot. So they'll take like sound bites from movies sometimes. Like they have this song called "Your Boyfriend Sucks," and they take it from um, shoot, what's that movie? A, a Bronx Tale, where it's a scene where he goes, um, "All right, so this is what you do: you go and pick her up, you walk her to the car." Yeah. You know, yeah, they, it, they sound they, they take that whole like so it's like during the bridge part where they're just rocking out and you just hear that sound bite over top of it okay. and it's really cool. But your boyfriend sucks. But the song's called Your Boyfriend Sucks. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try to play this song. I haven't. Um, I'm challenging, bro. Yeah, let's let's see it. Oh yeah, this is uh, San Dimas High School football rules. Just so, just so that there's no confusion. Last night, I had a dream that we went to Disneyland. Went on all the rides, didn't have to wait in line. I drove you to your house where we stared at up the stars. I listened to your heartbeat as I held you in my arms. We hung out at the Drink till half past two. Nothing could go wrong anytime that I'm with you. Refreshing a hotel room, we're leading up to that first kiss. We're searching for a high school that you know doesn't exist. These are the things that make me free, and I feel like I'm stuck in stand by me. This night was too good to be true. I haven't played the song in years. I'm messing up these chords, my bad. You're good, sounds good. Today, I woke up alone, wishing you were here with me. I want us to be something that we probably never be. Today you called me up and said you'd see me at our show But now I'm stuck debating if I even wanna go 
Listen, don't you understand that what I say is true? I just want you to know I have a major crush on you. I drive you out to Vegas and do the things you wanna do. I'd even have Kanye West dedicate a song to you. I only wish that this could be just dump your boyfriend, go out with me. I swear I treat you like a queen of the Philippines. <laughs> you know, because you, you mess with that adobo? Yeah. And uh, I mess with that uh, dinaguan. <laughs> dinaguan. The blood, though. The blood <laughs> sauce. That's dope. That's dope. That's yeah, exactly man. how like every high school <laughs> kid feels like I totally treat you better. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Like I don't know what we're gonna do on Tuesday, but on Monday we'll go to Vegas, literally do anything you want. <laughs> but Tuesday we gotta come home. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I remember um the I guess I talked about my, my girlfriend in eighth grade, but it was my girlfriend in I'd say tenth grade that was like the heavy hitter. I was like, oh man. We're in love, and this is, oh, I know, I know, together. I know, I know love, you know? Like, I know what this is about. Yeah. You're Filipino? I've never dated an Asian girl. <laughs> or a Spanish girl. So I guess I was checking off two, two different boxes on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just going to grab a capo so I can try this original. Oh, shit. Right. I was going to take a piss, but fuck no, no, it. No. I want to hear this original. All right. So when we first started this or first started talking about this podcast, I was like, there's got to be a way to get you out of your shell a little bit. Oh, uh, Actually, you know what? If you want to take a piss, because I got to tune down anyways. Okay. Guess yeah, you yeah. get to listen to him tune. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. Covers, I know you're comfortable with. Right. But I want people to see not only your ability to do covers, but your ability to... Uh, your songwriting, your lyrics, all of that stuff. So I appreciate it. I think this is a good platform. I mean, it's it's just fun. Like overall, I think it's just fun talking shit. There's that, but there's got to be a reason for all this. And talking shit's cool. Drinking beer is cool. <laughs> hanging out's cool. But I really want to push your music. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take a piss. You you do that. Yeah. So um, this is a song I'm working on. I'm trying to figure out the, uh, the the name for the song still. I think I'm going to call it um, Diamonds and Gold. Or maybe just Diamonds. I don't know. People will think of uh, Rihanna and stuff. But whatever. But um, this song I wrote because, you know, sometimes uh, we get discouraged with, uh, you know, after a breakup, we're kind of like, damn, like... Um, did I did I do the right things or, you know, uh, what what am I capable of and what am I not capable of? Um, so yeah, so I wanted to write a song that kind of helped you find value in yourself and kind of um, just really encourage. Uh, you know, I think it's okay to be unsure at times and just kind of give yourself more definition, give yourself more credit. I mean, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for things. I have the, um, I guess the, uh, shortcoming of just being too modest at times and not owning up to what my, my real talent is and recognizing my full potential. Like, I think what I do is 
really cool and really awesome, but sometimes I get a little shy and it um, discourages me from taking it to another level. Um, and I think that kind of comes with my upbringing of just being the, the modest, humble Asian at times. And um, I don't know if that's a true stereotype, but at least that was in my household. And I hear that a lot. I think it's very relevant. I think that's very, right. very true because we just are too afraid to uh, make waves and showcase our abilities. And um, being not traditionally Asian American or Asian at all, uh, I think that we need to showcase all of our abilities. Yeah, because I think that there's, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think as society and American culture doesn't value it the way that we do at times. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. It's just like um, a difference in culture clashing sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I think that, you know, our ancestors come from communist countries. Yeah. And I say that jokingly, but I don't. Like, right. it's one of those things where it's like, keep your head down, do the best you can do, and just, but, we're so talented. There's so much talent. There's so many dreams that are, go unfulfilled in the Asian American community because we're just told to just do our work, be quiet, go home, start a family. Right. And I think that I saw you, we, we hung out before we performed. Before either one of us performed, we hung out a little bit. And, uh, and so I was hosting a, a show in, in Virginia at the block. And, um, you know, we hung out, we, we definitely connected and I saw your talent and I was like, fuck. Why don't? Why are you not? Why are you not more successful? You know, like not a bad way, <laughs> right, but it's like right. you know, why are you and I just hanging out on a Friday night in Virginia at a Asian eatery? Like this doesn't make right, any sense right. to me. And uh, we talked, and I was like, oh yeah, let's let's showcase your abilities. So I already have a podcast, which you're probably already listening to. You already see, but it's like I want to create more content. How do I put you in the fold? Let's do some music. Yeah. let's talk, and let's showcase what you can do. Cool. Cool. So, uh, what is it? So, what's this? What's the song? So, this song, I'm I'm still working on it, trying to define it a little bit. But um, Ooh, right I like now, I, I think it's a. Um, it's either going to be called Diamonds or Diamonds and Gold. Okay. It's it's a little cliche as far as the titling goes, but I hope you guys enjoy it, and you know maybe I'll come up with a better title. Maybe I stick with it. So we'll see. <laughs> Shine. 
That's dope. When you told me the title, yeah, like no bullshit. I, I was like, oh, you're gonna tell her how she's worth diamonds and gold. And then when you were like, no, 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 I'm worth diamonds and gold. I was yeah. like, that's that's <laughs> that's the shit right there. Because you know, like you know, most love songs, like, oh, you know, you're you're worth all of this. Like, right, no, no, right. no, listen, bitch, listen. <laughs> like you're presenting your value, like, yeah. yeah. And that is so anti-Asian American. Like that is, that, that's beautiful. Uh, is your buddy here? No, no, we're okay. good. We're good. We're good. Um, no, I see, that's the shit that I want to showcase. Like that's, that's the shit that I want to show here and <laughs> show the world that you, you know, we have a different way of doing things. Right. Um, what I, what I like, and I, I'm not a guitarist. I, I don't know technical things, but uh, I'm looking at it and I'm listening to it. It's like your hand movements, I love the sound of your of the fingers yeah, sliding and, and sliding. everything. Like yeah. that is amazing. And it sounded way more technical than uh or it looked more technical than it sounded. <laughs> like it, it I'm I I'm a fan of it. Thanks, man. See, that's the shit. <laughs> like I can't do it. I can appreciate it. Right. And I think that because you can do it, you need to not uh not be so shy about it. Yeah, I, I know. I need to kind of get a grasp, um, I guess, on, on value a little bit. Because, like, that was part of the reason why I wrote a song. So, like, I was mentioning um, earlier it, when you when you stepped out, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I went through a breakup. And I was kind of like, you know, sometimes when you go through a breakup, you're kind of in shambles. You're like, well, was I not good enough? Or and you're kind of like, no, fuck it. I am good enough. You know what I mean? Yep. Or even if you're not like, sometimes it's not like, am I good enough or not? Sometimes it just doesn't work out. But you're mm-hmm. like, no, nah, but I'm solid. Right, right. Well, also, it's like, you know, I think that we go into whether it be a relationship or a work environment or just where we kind of go. Absolutely. Let me be somewhere in the middle. Like, I can do the work, but I'm not going to pitch myself as top tier. Right. Even if you are. And I think that that is, again, somewhere in our DNA, somewhere in our upbringing. But I I do the same thing, too, where it's like I don't ask for the rate that I should. Right. You know, I don't ask for the rate that I could. I, I definitely don't ask for the rate that I could. Right. And I definitely don't ask for the rate that I should. And um, the fact that you turned that on its head, because I think if I were to read it on the back of a CD, right. it's like, oh, okay, you're just going to praise this girl. Right. Nah. <laughs> nah, bitch. No, it's funny because this time around with, like, songwriting, I kind of, not that I don't want to write love songs, but I don't want it to be these, like... Cookie cutter. Shakespeare sonnets of songs where like, you know, you're going to swoon on some girl. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm sure I might write something like that again, you know, 
but it's kind of like, well, let me take a step back. You know, let's let's think about myself. Let's be a little yeah. selfish for once. Yeah. Well, uh, also, it's like, uh, you know, that is for you. But I see myself in many different phases in my life where I was like, fuck, I wish right. I I wish I told her like, no, listen, bitch. Listen, I'm in, I'm in the happiest relationship I've ever been in my life. Right. I'm in the best relationship. But I think that if I had that kind of balls to be able to write that kind of song, <laughs> I might not be here doing this right now. I'd be taking care of some 11-year-old stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> she might be watching. I don't know. Yes, I mean you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's phenomenal, man. Um, how long have you been working on that? Um, I'd say about like six, seven months. How... You the know. thing, you know, it's funny, like with, with the way that I song write is that I'll finish a song like in a night or two. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, man, that song's so dope. Like that's the shit. Like I got it together. And the next day I'm like, what was I thinking? No, no, let's polish it up. And there's plenty of times where I'd like take the lyrics and I just trash and I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do something better. I'm, I'm better than that. You know what I mean? And then I'll go back and sometimes I'm like. I guess it wasn't so bad the first time. Yeah. There's there's that like kind of torture and torment to yourself. You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, writing jokes, they always tell you jokes are never going to be done. You know, right. like I look at jokes that I wrote when I first started comedy and go, oh, okay. You know, like, and then you bring it back, you revive it, well, all that. But we're going to be our worst own, we're going to be our own worst enemy when it comes to that For stuff. For sure. Um, I, I think with jokes, I know that jokes are different than writing songs but it's like yeah sometimes some of this shit is like disposable i write jokes that yeah i might only use tonight or only this week yeah you know uh, i don't know if songwriting could be the same but it's like that it absolutely is i because you know like i feel like i love comedians and watching stand-up even if it's like not my favorite stuff but there's like almost like an honesty to it right Mm -hmm. because you develop Mm -hmm. this yourself and then it's also like um you brought this final product to the table. You may think it's the greatest. You may not think it's the greatest, you know, not sure. But like, it's one of those things like you felt like this was valid enough for the set tonight. Yep. And this is what we're going with. And I, I think it's tough, man. You know, I, I think that if, if, if musicians possibly started looking at their songs as more disposable, even though the tail product is not because it's, it's forever. Right. Right. But if you started to write, go, Oh, this is what I thought. This was some chords, you know, and you, you put together a product, you go, this is how I felt today. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, uh, your, uh, your ability to go further would be crazy. Well, you know, what's funny is that I know that for myself. So this set that I'm working on, like I play a lot of covers for my shows. It's very rare that I play, um, originals and it's not that i'm against playing originals it's just if i'm going to play originals i want it to be on a platform people have a place where they can at least go and listen to it Mm -hmm. not that you have to recognize it but let's say you enjoy the song i want you to be able to go to my youtube or my spotify or whatever um and be able to listen to it so that's why i haven't played originals but even like playing cover songs it's like there's a reflection about yourself. Like these are the artists that I like. Mm -hmm. This may be even possibly what's currently going through my mind at the moment. Right. So I I like to joke around and um, goof off. And I'll say this now because like, you know, this will be online by the time uh, my show has already happened, but I'm opening up my set. um, Normally I open it up with a goofy song. Like I used to open it up with ignition remix. (laughs) 
I used to open all my sets with Ignition Remix by R. R. Kelly. Kelly. Fuck that up. Yeah. Oh man, let me tell you about the oh. last show I did at uh-huh. this bar. When when, so, when when was this? This like, was back in um, March. Okay. And it was International Women's Day. Oh Jesus! And I used to open up all my shows with R. Kelly, mm-hmm. and then so I I want to say like it was like a week or two before my show. You know, the R. Kelly stuff started coming out. Maybe it was even a month. I don't know. But it was right before. Enough for me to be like, oh, God, I got to change it, right? And then week of my show, I want to say like two or three days before my show, the Michael Jackson documentary came out. And I was like, well, I used to do a Michael Jackson song and a Jackson 5 song on my set. I don't agree or believe the documentary, but there's people that are going to be sensitive about it. Let me toss that out. It's not worth, like as a comedian, we have a time to explain ourselves. Right. With a musician, it's like, no, 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 these are, this is the song, you know, I, I find that that's a hard, uh, hard place to dig yourself out of. Right. So like, it was tough. So then funny enough, like, so anyways, like I opened up the, the show with, uh, I said, you know, I heard it was International Women's Day. Normally I play um, this R. Kelly song, but... I think you and I would both find that very inappropriate given the times. <laughs> so the only fitting song I can think of is No Scrub. So here we go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's the song you opened up with uh, when I met you. Yeah. That night. You're like, No Scrubs. I was like, okay. Let's- um, but yeah, so like for this show, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up with a medley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an attempt. This is the first time I'm doing this. So I'm very nervous. Um, but I'm going to make an attempt at playing... Um, the beginning portion of Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh. Don't, people, yeah. People always try to sing that at karaoke and yeah. I've rarely seen it done well. I, I think I don't I don't think I necessarily do it well, but I think I do it good enough as an original acoustic thing. Okay. Where I make it my own and given it's a, a bar environment, it's passable where people will jump in and sing along. Recognizable, just recognizable right. and passable. So I'm not, I'm not trying to do an amazing cover of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to open up with something that's familiar, where people are like, "All right, let's get behind this." Right, right. You well, know what well, I mean? Uh, I mean, the show is already gone. We'll, we'll be gone by the time this is up. But um, like, which part of Bohemian Rhapsody? So the very beginning mm-hmm. into the second part where he goes, "Mama," mm-hmm. you know, but only half of that. Okay, and then as um. Because it ends on this, uh, for any music nerds out there, it ends on uh, G minor, okay. and I'm going to use that to uh, modulate into another key, mm. so I shift into another key yep. signature, um, and then I'm going to play No Scrubs, but from No Scrubs, I'm going to go into Genuine's Pony, and then from Genuine's Pony, I'm going to close out the little medley with um, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Okay. That's ambitious. <laughs> Shout out to Richmond. I think that's where D'Angelo's, uh, where Genuine's from. It's from Richmond. I think he's a Virginia artist, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a Virginia artist, but yeah. I think it's Richmond. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, so shout out, uh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on IG, uh, Tunonvu. That's the number two, N-O-N-V-U. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, do you have a website where they can find your dates? No, I, I kept all that kind of offline for the moment okay. until I... Man, back to like the whole idea of like throwing jokes away and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of music on Spotify and on all your platforms, and I took it all off. Why? I just I just want to revamp everything. Well, it's, repackage or literally start from the beginning. It's kind of start from the beginning. Okay. Um, and it's more personal in the sense that like 
I just don't relate to some of those old songs. And maybe at a point I'll put them back out, not because I'm ashamed of them or anything, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel relevant to me. Mm, mm. Um, but I, I have them. Okay. You know? I mean, I'm not going to not gonna question your journey on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure sometimes you're like, yeah, let's go ahead and revisit this joke. Well, the fact that I don't have anything on Spotify except for the podcast, you know, right. it, it makes it easier to where I can do old jokes, new jokes. Right. And, and no one know nobody in the venue is going to know the difference. Um, I do have that flexibility. But, yeah, I could see how uh, – I don't. I'm not gonna want people to go shout out like, "Go do the fucking flat brim joke." You go, "Fuck, I don't want to do that shit." Like, oh, you don't like flat brims? No, no, no. It's like it's like a Southern California. I only wear flat brims. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> In Southern California, it's a it's a bro thing to do. It's like the oh, yeah. um, what is it? The metal militia. The clips made a very very strong comment when I first started hanging around with yeah. them. They're like, you "See this dude? He's his brims always flat." But then I think they kind of shifted a little bit because then it was like kind of like a trendy thing to have the flat brim. Mm-hmm. But no, I keep my bl- my brim very flat. I mean, you are a, a metal militia, uh, a metal militia, <laughs> uh, Dickies, uh, oh Dickie shorts, uh, socks. It's like you're talking about like the Blink One Eighty Two era when people used to wear like really really tight tees. Yep. And then, but they would have like the baggiest dicky shorts yep. and then the high black socks. Yep. And then you were wearing DC. like DC, DC or Etnies yep. or, yeah. That, that's Southern California. And then you got like a pickup truck. Well, you know, what's funny is like for a long time, I was known for wearing nothing but black high socks. That's all I wore. And to a certain degree, I still do to this day, but I especially wear them when I'm wearing shorts. But the thing that's awkward is it's like not the baggy shorts. I wear like the very short shorts. <laughs> like the French cut, but not right. running shorts. <laughs> my my ex last year, um, she won tickets to a Kendrick Lamar concert out here. Oh, Jesus Christ. And we'd, we'd been dating at the time, I think like, um, we're dating like seven months, right? And I'm sorry to stretch this out because I know you're closing this out. But um, she goes and she was like, um, she comes over. She's like, oh, I need to do my makeup. And I was like, that's fine. I need to change into like clothes because it's hot out. It was a summer show. Mm -hmm. So I come, I think I'm wearing this shirt actually to the the concert. And then she looks down and I'm wearing um, some uh, Nike Janowskis, which look like Vans, right? SBs, shout out to SBs. Yeah, shout out to SBs. Um, And then... I'm wearing my high black socks. So black shoes, black socks. Like calf? Like like right to the calf, yeah. Right to the calf, okay. And they're not even like cool socks. Like They're just like regular Hanes, like high black socks. <laughs> they're not even like they're under not like, armor Yeah, they're not stands. like stands, like, you know, just like high black socks. And then... Um, Hanes embroidered. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then like she goes and uh, she looks at my shorts, right? So what I do... So besides those like short shorts, the other thing I do, which I feel like I'm going to get a lot of shit for. Yep. So my pants right now, uh, stand up, pretty fitted, pretty tight. Give it till July. These will probably turn into shorts. I cut them above the knee. So right about here. Okay. And then after I cut them, I do a twofold. I do like a very thin fold. Look at the bright side. They're so high, you should be able to see their your nutsack, but they're so tight, you won't be able to see his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're basically, uh, I turn them into capris. Or no, not capris. Capris are below. Yep. But I turn them into like messenger shorts. Like, you know, you see those like New Yorkers on the bike and stuff. I cut my shit into capris. Like all my, all my like 
skinny jeans, yeah. I cut into capris because I'm not that manly. I can't <laughs> I can't show you my like the head of my thigh muscle. That's not that's not for you. That's for my wife. She she looked at me and she said, "You're not serious, are you?" And I was like, "What's wrong?" She goes, "You're not going out." And I was like, "Why not?" She's like, "Your shorts are terrible." <laughs> And uh, your, your cut jeans she's are like, unacceptable. She's like, they're terrible. And um, basically she said, my friends are meeting you for the first time. I can't have them seeing you like this. Wow. You know, and that, that's funny because I got a Kendrick Lamar show. I, I know there's going to be a lot of black kids wearing basically that same shit. But yeah. because you're Asian, you got to like, you got to be more mainstream. <laughs> I just don't think that this area is very fashion forward. It's not. And not that I'm a very fashionable person, Mm -hmm. but um, I've gotten some strong reactions to the way I dress. You are a little bit more fashion forward than me. I'm not that. I try to be somewhat conservative. Like when I first moved here, I had, um, you know, my hair kind of short, parted to the side line, you know, a fade and line. And everyone was calling it a Hollywood fade. And I was like, you mean just a fade with a part? <laughs> like, like, oh, that's so Hollywood. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's actually like, I don't even know. It, it was. It was very I think strange. we just come from a relaxed area where they just know how to enjoy life a little bit. Yeah, well, it's like it's a style. It's like, do you not watch TV? Like, there's there's some shit that we're just like, yeah, that's that makes. There is a portion of the population that wears shit like that, right? Just. Not here. Sure. You know, and then now I've got like, I wear my hair like kind of crazy. It's like an undercut with like, um, kind of mohawk sort of. And people yeah. are like, what are you wearing? And I was like, I'm just being me, bro. <laughs> I'm just doing me. <laughs> no, I dig it though. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let me get, let's get out of here. It's been two hours. Uh, two non at two, the number two. N-O-N-V-U. Yep. I'm your boy, Loy Lee. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you can find this. If you are watching the YouTube version of this, there's an audio version. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, if you are listening to this on the podcast, yep. yeah, there's a YouTube version of this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Loy Lee Comedy. Um, shoot me an email, Loy Lee Comedy at gmail.com. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back every Wednesday, except for in July when I'm gone, but we're right. going to come back and do this again. Awesome. Have a good night, guys. See you next episode.